Press the button, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Do you ever just like wake up and think about how much easier life would be if you just killed yourself? Oh, all the time. Every morning. Interesting start to uh, this week's episode <laughs> of Fox and Friends. Yeah, every morning, oh, wow. baby. Hey, welcome to Snacks Packs, uh, your local news source for um, Evermectin and anything anti vax. Uh, I think I read. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so i gonna listen to this like this episode and be like oh well, i oh, didn't know shit. <laughs> speaking of which we also sell virility stuff yeah yeah <laughs> magical spring water. water as well um uh, raw water yeah raw Completely water unfiltered uh which now was gonna kill you because thanks ohio go ahead with what you were saying uh i don't remember i was i don't remember no oh was, okay. maybe we're talking about suicide i don't know no, yeah. I don't remember what I was going to say. It'll come back to you. Uh, mm-hmm. I had a fucking friend on Facebook just like post a status. Didn't tag me in it or anything. Uh, his name is Dakota. I don't know if you want me to call you out like that, but whatever. I was like, wow, Fuck. you're just going to call him out. Fuck you, dude. It's my podcast. <laughs> um, <laughs> he posted a status that was like, he basically was like, oh, I'm so mad that Spotify hasn't been notifying me when a new episode of Snacks Packs comes out. And like, like Wait. didn't tag me in it or anything and i was like oh shit i don't even know you listened to it i like commented and i was what? like thanks for the support yeah i was like crazy what? dude crazy <laughs> what is that uh, what is the white noise that just happened oh i don't know it looked like you moved and so, i don't know whatever Back might have been me ripping fat clouds dude, it could be also I sorry for quitting the, uh, quitting what I'm quitting my vape. I'm quitting nicotine. I'm going to do it. I'm putting it on air so you guys can call me out. If you ever see me on air, shit on me. Bro, fuck <laughs> I'm never quitting nicotine. I'll fucking die Dude, with my vape in my hand. I love nicotine. And honestly, awesome. Rick, like, I, the pro- Oops, sorry. Uh, the problem is I can't get... For a long time, I couldn't get Reagan to quit. And I am such a ruthless fiend like this isn't her fault it's my fault i'm just mm-hmm. such a ruthless fiend i'm like if it's in the house i'm gonna vape it yeah i'm sorry fair. i i will you hide it i'll probably look for it which i hate about myself yeah that's fair so i finally convinced her to quit too and we're gonna put our money in a fund so that we spend on vapes to go on vacation instead so it feels like we're you know using that money yeah, towards yeah, something. yeah. Yeah, instead I, of just getting rid of the happy fun feelings of the stick suck, you know. Yeah, the old mm. stick suck, dude. I think the about that too. I'll wake thing. up in the morning and go into like my little office area, and I'll be sitting there, and you know, you know, for the first like hour of being awake, I don't do any work, so I just like sit there and like yes, stand there, and I'll I'll be at my computer and I'll be watching like Grant Game Grumps, and I'm like, oh, I don't have my vape, and then I'll get up and walk into the other room. It's like a conscious decision of me being like, oh, I don't have this with me right now, and I have to get up and go I hate get that. it. Yeah, it's gonna be so hard to quit. I I've quit. Honestly, quitting cigarettes is easy. Yeah, and, oh, and cigarettes they, suck, dude. Uh, yeah, it's you're just like every benefit of the cigarette yeah. is. It's so clear, especially vapes. in the winter when you're like to go outside. Yeah, it's cold as fuck. Vapes, on the other hand, not so much because you can just do the, them anywhere. You can rip them everywhere. Yeah. yeah, 
but they're a waste of money. They're bad for you. I got to stop. Plus, they're full of whatever. Yeah. You know, there's so much whatever I'm putting in my body. I might as well limit one. Yeah. You know, I suppose. One. I mean, I guess. One single thing. Now we have Ohio water. Make it <laughs> Good old Ohio, gay. dude. Making the frogs Turning the friggin' gay. frogs gay. Turning the frogs gay. We got seven UFOs and a bunch of Ohio water, dude. Oh, dude, do you see about that? There was a, there was some there was news. Okay, so the first one was shot down. Definitely Chinese. Balloon. Chinese. The yeah, other spy three, balloon. the other three, they're saying now aren't they're aren't not Chinese related. spy balloons? not related. No way, not related. No I was way. Like, Ooh. <laughs> so I was reading about it, and what I what I what I think happened is this Chinese balloon made it across. And everyone we were like, else. oh shit, yeah. those are kind of hard to see on our radars. And I bet a lot of them get ignored as noise. Yeah. So now they're looking at their radars and like, wait a minute, we should check some of these out. And there's like, oh my God, there's balloons all over the fucking country. I think I'm going to put money on it. I'll give you $5 that it's cartels moving drugs. I think that's what they're you doing. You think that's I what think it that, is? Yeah, I do. I honestly it'd think a, so. It'd be a smart move. Uh, I mean, because dude, they got narco subs. Like, yeah, what, a, yeah, balloon a balloon seems easy. I'm surprised they don't launch s- satellites. You know, <laughs> yeah, that is very true. They got the money. <laughs> I would like to counter and say that the Chinese got their balloon over here, and they were like, "Okay, how long can we have this? Like, how long till we get detected?" And it came over, and it it was been here for a while, didn't get detected. So they call all their friends, and they're like, "Go ahead, send all your balloons over." They don't, they don't, they don't know fucking, shit. they don't shit. <laughs> and everybody else sent theirs over, and now we're just now picking up on it. I think that it has happened more than we realize. Yeah. Um, and but I don't think the Chinese do it that much. I do think, although I do think the Chinese like. No, they got caught with their fucking hand in the pie. Yeah, they yeah, they are yeah. they're like they're so. I was just reading this uh, analysis of like China's response to this, and they're like, you know, um, oh sorry, that was a private citizen's balloon, and then the U.S. shoots it with an F twenty two, and they were like, whoa, bro, yeah, why are you blowing you? up our shit? Yeah. I'm like, uh, uh what I'm is sorry. That? <laughs> also, a private citizen's balloon? I I don't think so. And then just and don't. then they were like, uh, actually, we had. Tons of U.S. balloons, and they're and everyone's like, "Okay, where are they?" And yeah, like, no, 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 we can't. we're good. I was like, I, like they're just all over yeah, the place. I, I like the response. I didn't do it; you did it. But if I did it, it wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, I like the response of like of of like, "How dare you shoot down our balloon?" And it's like, <laughs> "What do you mean? If we put a fucking spy balloon over your country, you would be upset about it. Like you would yeah. take appropriate action and do the same thing. Like I don't understand why you're why you're pissed off." And it's like, it's so like it's a prank bro yeah just fucking bro it's balloon pranks what's wrong with you it's a prank it's Stop the freaking out about ccp's it. version of punk dude and fucking ashton, Chinese uh, yeah ashton kutcher is gonna come out of the corner and fucking <laughs> it's all an elaborate ruse dog <laughs> uh the um did you watch the japan anime that i was telling you about the japan sinks did you watch any of it no i tried but soup wouldn't let me it's very good. So what ha- what happened was I was like, oh, I'm going to watch this show because like what happens, I stream, I get off stream and then I go in the living room and me and uh, me and Soup will eat and watch something. Recently, I've been watching Peaky Blinders um and which has been fucking great to be honest i I didn't realize how good peaky blinders was but this that show fucks 
nice two ESGs. Nice. And uh, <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I got to watch the show. Goose wants me to watch. Um, it's an anime, and they were like, I'm not, I'm not watching anime. I'm vetoing that. And I was like, why? All right, so. What? It's it's not like pedophile they just, anime. No, it's they like, just they they just don't like like animated stuff. So I was gonna watch it today. I had a lot of shit that came up at work. I was on a call for a hot minute. I was gonna watch it today, but I couldn't find it anywhere that wasn't Netflix. So this week I'll put net, my Netflix account on my computer and watch it that way. Uh, oh, and report okay. back. You should you. check it out. Yeah, we're almost done with it, and it's honestly really good. Like the reviews of it are kind of mid, but I'm I'm a little surprised why. I think. Honestly, because it doesn't have pedophile stuff in it, <laughs> you know, there's they're like, this at is least there's, there's not but, one fuckable one thousand year old <laughs> being that looks like a man. child. One star, <laughs> dude. And um, there's a it's it's really as I mean, I haven't seen a shitload of anime, but I've seen a decent amount. I'm not an expert or yeah. a weeb, but it does seem to have some pretty experimental like angles and music and scenes they're a little weird but it is really good and i've literally never seen such a like i've never seen an anime an anime in such a realistic story but also be so brutal you know what i mean like it has like on-screen kids getting clobbered to death really it is yeah i I was like holy shit that's tough that is dude it is yeah, I mean, every episode someone dies, like someone brutally dies. I, so, I just pretty good. I don't know what it is. It and I look like the demographic for it. And I oh, I, and hold on, hold on. For anyway, listen, we're talking about Japan Sings Twenty Twenty is what it's called. We never actually said that. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it's Japan Sings Twenty Twenty. Name too. It's horrible. Uh, yeah, dude. It's I terrible name. It why, I don't know why you would name it that, but uh, I do not know. Um, I just I like you know. The idea of anime is very pleasing to me, but I can't, like, sit down and watch it. Like, I have to... I don't know. The only anime I was ever able to sit down and watch was Naruto, but I just... I don't know. <laughs> it, it takes me a minute to sit... Like, I have to, like, try it. You know, it. I, I kind of get that. I found that a lot of the really, like, I don't know, quintessential like high concept anime i kind of can't get into as much i want to watch jojo's i always hear the best yeah, stuff same. from jojo's bizarre adventure but i just i don't know i started i didn't get really into it but what i do like about anime is it's just another you know culture doing animated stories yeah. which are like honestly hugely lacking in the u.s especially True. the kind of stories that they tell and i also really like the anime i mean you know there's attack on titan where they won't fucking end the show but then they have a lot of like one-off series and i think that's nice because i'm sick of falling for netflix bullshit yeah i mean like oh what's gonna happen and then they cancel it nothing avenue five that's canceled too that's hbo but Nothing's they just announced happen. that they canceled oh i uh, didn't you didn't you say on uh like a yes la- earlier yes. episode you're like i'm so glad they won't just cancel it so i read the article they said the guy it was only like two months ago he was like no way it's not canceled and it fucking was Damn, canceled dude. i like I don't and know. netflix is also taking all of its arrested development off too which is why pisses me off yeah i don't know it's gonna be and i was confused because i was like they bought the show they made yeah why would yeah why would they put it why and this is gonna be if they do go through with it it'll be the first time netflix has ever taken its own fucking content off and i'm like i don't understand what's going on i don't get that either i just like the limited series is the series is the limited series are great but they just like we've talked about they piss me off because they never go anywhere it's like wet hot american Mm. summer they had the movie 
great. And they, which was a long time ago. Hilarious. And they made Wet Hot American Summer. referencing Dude, Wet Hot American So Summer. funny. I love that movie. So funny. So goofy so and weird. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> and also the cast of it is unbelievable. Yeah, an A-plus cast. A-plus cast. And uh, they made the 10 years before or like the first day of camp and they made the 10 years later. It just it didn't, con- I guess, I don't know. I wish they would have made more episodes of it. It was so funny. But Wet Hot but American I think- was great. I, animes, there's been a bunch of animes I've watched that were a, a one story done and it was really fucking nice and I was very happy with it. And like uh, Kotaro Lives Alone, just this nice touching cartoon, beautiful story, very peaceful, and it ends on a happy note and you're like, cool, you know, fine, that's awesome. And there's just really one season, like the only thing I can think of for a Western equivalent would be um, Midnight Gospel. It's the only thing I can think of that like, seemingly seemed to be the story yeah. i think they wanted more and then canceled it but i was like what the fuck are they gonna do yeah you know it didn't matter that there's not a second season yeah i mean isn't you know? it isn't midnight gospel just him basically it's like a podcast it's his podcast it's a, yeah, yeah it's a yeah. visual podcast which is yeah, yeah. Um, which is what we're gonna do yeah. with our show when we get stealing big, it I, well i was talking about this on stream the other day and i was just like i understand like you know we never put out any youtube content and stuff like that because one like it was really hard to record both of us here where in my this little room yes um and also i you know i get it when you're big enough to have that you need it you you're like oh that's a double stream of revenue right there but like we're not big enough to where it would fuck it just like I'm pretty big though we're pretty big guys we're in the top yeah, fifteen. I think 10, it's fifteen or something like that. 15? Yeah, all right, fifteen next year though. Um, but uh, but but it was just like it just didn't make much sense for us. And like now it would be easier because I could just record our the screen that I I could record screen record and then sync the podcast up with it, um, which is something we should probably start doing just to have that form of content available if we want to make it. But um, it's just, dude, it's a it is a it's a ton of work. It is a lot of fucking it work. Is. It is a. I like how much work. work this podcast is right now. Yeah, I'm it's, very comfortable it, it, with yeah, the amount same. of work it's that like, it is. I only have to. I only have to worry about getting my notes in on time, and that's it. So, um, and it's. A, I think it's a good practice. Every week, just writing something up like this, I get good writing practice in. I learn. I can research real fast. Yeah, that's true. Um, I wanted to address the v- listeners for uh, not listening to season three season 13 episode 10 why did guys which one was that, that? Was like one of my f- that was when you covered victor lustig oh yeah the man who sold the eiffel tower and i covered uh fake crown crown prince of saudi arabia anthony gignan that was a really and good I, episode that's like one of my favorite episodes i was like guys go listen to that one that i like that one a, a very good episode was that that wasn't the one we released late was it um, when i had that see. funeral January? No, I don't think so. No, no, yeah, no. I it was the one you, after that. It yeah, was the sock lottery. Okay. That makes sense. Sock lottery, which was hilarious. Yeah, it was love, terrible. Love the sock. <laughs> awful, awful experience, dude. Uh, <laughs> awful. Uh, yeah, I did. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of. I think about it all the time, and I'm like, I don't know what I did before I started making content. Like, I don't know what I like. I, all your time what did i do with my time like i played video games and that's about it like yeah you just played video games played you didn't video just, games, didn't you know. stream it, didn't do yeah, anything yeah which it, which the, saying it out loud is like kind of sounds terrible because i'm like i used to enjoy yeah, read a book yeah read well, not even that book. i'm just like i used to pl- actually play video games and not just stream them but like 
I, you know, I feel like my habit really hasn't changed. I enjoy streaming video games. That's why I do it. I wouldn't. Yeah, do I think it it's if, cool that you get to just stream it. Yeah, you know I mean? yeah, like, yeah. You were gonna play video games anyway. If, now it's content. Yeah. If That's I sick. had the, uh, if I had the the um, option to stream it when I used to just play video games, I would have. But I just wasn't in that realm. Um, was not in that realm. So I don't know. It's uh, I I think about that all the time. Of what the fuck did I do with myself before I started? Are you still uh, in Instagram jail? Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, it's been it's been almost a fucking month, bro. And they're not like, gonna even respond. No, hell no. They're gonna not. get to the end of the three months and they're like, you know what? You're good, actually. You're yeah, like, that was yeah. Actually, you, you didn't just... do anything wrong. I'm like, thanks, bitch. <laughs> uh, thanks, uh, dude. There was something that I wanted to talk to you about last episode, but I, didn't. I thought you remembered it. Didn't you remember it like mid episode? No, 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 no. There this was a different thing. There okay, was something okay. else that I was going to mention, and I just didn't. I, I like, I was like, oh, this is something we should have talked about, or I should have talked to you about because it was like an event that happened, and now I cannot for the life of me remember it. Like I didn't even like it was something that I was gonna bring up. Fuck. What? Oh man, it's like in the front of my brain right now. Um, did did you watch the Superb Owl? No. God no, uh, dude. I, ch- I so I Reagan made me watch it basically. Why? She was like, for, for I want to watch it. Uh, no, no. How dare you, you I, sexist piece I, of I, shit? I, well, go I, ahead and slap a boo well, on. That what one. are you, <laughs> <laughs> what are you <laughs> talking about? That's the only she reason wanted you'd to watch s- the Super Bowl. I mean, uh, <laughs> <laughs> fair, but uh, it's because we. I mean, we live in Pennsylvania now. She's a teacher, so she's like she deals with the kids a lot. She oh, wanted yeah. to be part of the cultural event. And it's the Chiefs versus Philly Eagles, you know. It's yeah. like our old home versus where we live now. Uh, so we watched it, and um, I do not remember where I was going with that. Oh, yeah, I, I sent snaps about it or texted people about it. I was like, I'm going to send it to the people I think might be watching it. And, like, nobody was. And I was like, what the fuck, guys? I'm finally watching the Super Bowl. I want to talk to somebody about it. Shit. You've cultivated a friend group that doesn't give a shit about the Super Bowl. I know. Dude, (laughs) I talked talked to this customer. I mean, and he's, like, this 40-year-old guy named Russell. You know, he sells pumps. You know. I was like, did you catch a game last night? Of course Russell watched Dude, of course no. Russell watched no. no, really? He, he was like, oh, no, I don't watch sports. I play video games. I was like, well, shit. Tied, dude, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was playing. He said he's like, I was playing Daisy and PUBG. I was like, god damn. God all damn, right. yeah. That's cool. Me, Brutal. <laughs> that was literally me when the I, I was at work at the office, and the IT guy came in and was fixing a cord. And like he was inching towards the door, as we and I started talking about like Tarkov. And he sat down, and we had a whole. Like, oh, yeah, what's yeah, that? He's like, what the fuck, Tarkov? But uh, yeah, man, I, I don't give a shit about the Super Bowl. I, I was it was like, actually a really fun game. Granted, uh, I will be honest and say I did keep up with the score. I didn't watch it, but I had the Google update on my phone so I could refresh it just to see if the Chiefs won because it's fucking Kansas and and yeah, I knew. Yeah, it, yeah it, and yeah. like I went to the the this vape shop I go to on Mass during the day. And it was dead. Yeah, I know. Nobody yeah. was there. Ex- and then, but except for this line outside of like Lugies or whatever it was called, this new bro bar that's downtown. Um, and then they won, and fucking the streets were wild. Were, were awash yeah. oh, with I, college. I saw kids. on the Lawrence subreddit someone posted like yeah. a drone shot of the streets. Just yeah. fucking 
insane i will say i i think it's i was telling someone how cool it is that i was like i grew up with kansas being like the shittiest like the royals sucked the soccer team was called the wizards and they sucked and (laughs) fucking uh the chiefs sucked hard and uh now we've got like two super bowls and two back to back championships wait did the chiefs did they was that last didn't they win the super bowl last year too yeah I swear to God, uh, they won the Super Bowl. Last I didn't year. know if that. I thought that was two years ago, but maybe that was last. Year. Maybe no, it was. It was two years ago. Last oh, Super was it? Bowl was. Who the fuck won the Super Bowl last year? I feel like that didn't happen. Uh, the Rams beat the Bengals. I feel like it, nobody watched that. Yeah, I I never heard. Oh, I I was also I was telling Reagan so the, the Riri show came on and I thought it was good. I actually really yeah. liked it and and I was like, damn, Rihanna's got so many hits. She's got so many hits. It's just unbelievable. And I thought it was a good show, but also it's like it started and Reagan and I were like, oh, oh, is she still pregnant? Or like, okay, maybe she never had that baby. Maybe she's just pregnant. And um, I guess it had been like a reveal. Yeah, it was. Dude, it was not. No, no, <laughs> it's like, it no, is so people, immediately people, obvious. People, people were she like, she wouldn't move her body at all. Yeah, I was like, yeah, and, that's and fine. People were like, oh, this is how Rihanna reveals to the world that she's pregnant. And I was like, I don't think she meant to do that. It I was, was like, just, was it a secret? Yeah, no, she, no, it, uh, like it was one of the things. She's like, oh, I'm pregnant. and I'm doing a show, and I guess you guys know now. So I, uh, yeah, and I mean, but I thought it was really fun. But I was telling Regan, I was like. Man, I'm so glad that halftime shows are cool now. Like yeah. they had Eminem and Dre and someone else, Fifty Cent, I think, last year. And this year they have Rihanna. And I'm like, man, when I was fucking watching sports as a kid, it was the Who. Yeah, it was, it was Tom Petty. Creed, you know? dude, fucking. Uh, it was yeah. horrible, horrible. Creed trash. Super Bowl halftime show was insane. They had fucking acrobats and everything. And it is, dude. I, you need to look up a video what right year? now of Creed Super Bowl halftime show. It's great. It is. 2001. They got some okay. dude who is just hairless no hair on that man's body flying around on silk little ties across the screen and it is oh it is it is something to watch it is a it is a sight to behold the the most hairless Dude, man creed. alive wait let me look up liz uh super but i remember the who do you i don't know if you ever saw that game no huh. and they were like 75 i'm like this is what this, we got yeah this, this is, is it <laughs> This, this is, is the best America yeah. can come up with right now. A 75-year-old. Oh, yeah, they had Maroon 5 2019. Oh, nice. It, it really did start getting good around, let's see. Uh, I mean, like 2013. 2013, because that was when they went Beyonce, and then it was Bruno Mars and the Red Hot Chili Peppers, which is odd. And then Katy Perry, Coldplay after that, Lady Gaga after that, Timberlake after that. Like, pretty, you know, legit stars. But before that, it was like the Black Eyed Peas, the Who, Bruce Springsteen, dude. Tough, Stop. Tough. Whatever happened to the, the Rolling Black Stones Eyed were two years before. Really? Uh, Those dudes um, are like 100 years old. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're decrepit. Yeah, dude. It was Aerosmith, U2, Shania Twain, and Paul McCartney and the Rolling Stones were five out of six years. Shania Twain is the only one on that lineup that would be banging. The rest of them fucking... Then they had Prince in 2007, and that was pretty nice. Cool. That's pretty Prince's sick. halftime show yeah. was insane. I, re- yeah. I remember that. Pretty tight. Uh, yeah, I uh, I broke a tooth. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna send you a picture of it. I don't know if I broke a tooth or if I just like got rid of a cavity. Um, or I don't know if that's yeah. you know just to put it easier. You know, 
not got rid of a cavity. I just munched out a cavity. Uh, I was eating a yeah. piece of, I was, I was eating a Your piece. Your tooth just gave up. It's just <laughs> done. <laughs> uh, surprising to none, I was eating a piece of Laffy Taffy. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, that's brutal, right? That picture kind of deeply disgusts me. Does it? To, I, I, I'm so anxious about my teeth dude and holes in all oh, dude hole in my for, tooth. for i would somebody, be like knocking on the dentist door for somebody like, for somebody like me who's so scared of going to the dentist you would think i would take better care of my teeth but the the adhd and the depression <sighs> the adhd and the depression like i just i forget i totally forget to brush my teeth like it's dude i, I don't can know. see the core of your tooth does yeah. that not hurt a lot no not at all You're so losing that tooth so yeah, no I, I've, I've already proven that <laughs> <laughs> I'm already prepared to lose this tooth. So yeah. I was, I was, what happened was I was eating this Laffy Taffy and I like crunched on something and I was like, oh, what is that? And I thought it was just like a hard piece of sugar because it, it's happened before, but it, but it wasn't my tooth. And I just thought it was a hard piece of sugar. And I was like, all right, whatever, dude, I'm going to continue on. And then I started chewing and it didn't hurt, but I like, it fe- it felt like something was missing on that side of my mouth. Like, oh. I, like, like the food was touching my gums more than it should have. And I was like, and you're like, huh? Yeah. I was that's like, weird. I was like, this feels odd, it, I, but it wasn't like painful. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I just got like food stuck between my teeth or something like that. I don't know. And I was like fucking around with it. And then we were running errands the other day and I was sitting in the car and I was like, just we were at Sonic and I was like, just looking at my teeth and I was like, I don't want to getting a sugary drink. No, actually, no. I, well, kind of. I was getting it. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting a diet vanilla Dr. Pepper and then soup wanted uh, fucking food. So, I mean, I think that doesn't have sugar in it. Right? Yeah, I think the vanilla yeah. might have a little bit of sugar in it, but that's about. Oh, it. you put. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. yeah. So, um, but I was sitting there looking at my teeth and I was like, like I looked up and I saw a black spot and I was like, what is this? And. Uh, that's when I took that picture, and I was like, "Oh fuck!" So I had to call the dentist because I had I had planned to make a dentist appointment months ago, but again, you know, got anxiety about it, didn't do it. So I called this one dentist office I was looking at booking with when I had originally planned to do the dentist, and she was kind of rude on the phone. Uh, the receptionist lady was a little kind of a fucking asshole, and I was like, "Yeah," I was like, "Super, I don't really do this a whole lot," and like, so I was like, "Oh yeah, I, you know, want to make an appointment, new patient." And she's like, "Oh, what insurance do you have?" And I was like, "Oh, this," and she was like, "Well, you know, usually it's this," and I was like, "You know what? It is," and I apologize. She was just like. She's like, well, the first opening we have is in May. And I was like, well, all right. See you later. Have a good one. Uh, so I booked online with this other one. Dude, people on the phone are pissed off right now. I've noticed whenever I call anywhere, I'm like cringing now. I, I normally don't give a shit. I love to just be on the phone and deal with something. I take yeah. phone calls for my job. It's easy. I don't give a shit. But now I call someone. I'm like, they're going to be mean to me, dude. Or like. I don't want to ask a question. I was trying to get Reagan a dentist appointment scheduled while she's at work. Cause she doesn't have time to call the dentist. Oh while yeah. She's working. And I mean, these people were just so goddamn mean to me. Although, so I, I was asking them, I was like, and when I do this new appointment for her, can she get her teeth clean too? And every one of these people I call was like, yeah, what are you even asking? I was like, why the did that happen to me? Why? <laughs> no one does that. I was like, maybe it's a Northeast. Yeah. No, it's just the dentist office I just went to. 
pieces of shit. And I called for her to go there, and they were like, no, we cannot do that. And I was like, what the fuck? You, but every you, other you dentist, can't schedule an appointment for someone else? Is that what they're saying? No, if I schedule a new person to, like, for Reagan or for me to yeah. go there, they're like, we're going to do x-rays and an inspection or whatever. Oh, yeah. And then I was like, well, and get her teeth cleaned. And they're like, nope, it has to be a separate yeah, one. I'm like, what? fuck the off. Fuck? Yeah. The fucking Look at my point, fucking baby. teeth when you can schedule the cleaning, yeah, idiot. Yeah. That's all. That's all. I don't want to come to the dentist twice. Oh, I remembered what I was going to tell you. Uh, that I didn't. Uh, I was trying to distract you so that you yeah, would. Just, it, it, it would come ca- to your it came brain. to mind. So because uh, I didn't mention on the last podcast, last time we recorded, this is when it happened. <laughs> so I had a site visit for work, um, in Iola, Kansas. And uh, if you are a new listener, like six years ago, I got arrested in Iola uh, and spent some oh, time yeah. in their jail. And so I was texting my boss. And I posted a status about it, too. I was like, I wonder if this city official I'm meeting will laugh if I tell them the only thing I've ever done in their town is get arrested by their sheriff's deputy. Um, I supported you saying I it. did say it, and she did not laugh. It did. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was tough. I was like, oh. I was like, because the where I met her at, and she was super sweet. I think it just kind of went over her head. I don't think she realized I was ju- I was making light of it and making fun of it. Um, because uh, where the business at that I met her was like right next to where you get released from jail so like i was like looking at it like uh, i was looking at it and i was like like oh i know this. i've place. been here before and it's also yeah. dude it's also the place where when i got everything when i spent thirteen thousand dollars and got everything done on my fucking you know everything was completed uh my lawyer and i even thought about stopping by my lawyer's like office because he lives in that they're in that town because i hired a local lawyer because the da would know who he is also pro tip if you get arrested in a town you're not from hire a lawyer from that town so the da knows who he is and it's not some unfamiliar asshole walking in there uh but and they have like a rapport they've known each other they've been in court together but uh i thought about stopping by my lawyer's office with like alcohol or something and being like hey you got me like dude i got arrested for like possession of marijuana narcotics paraphernalia and criminal use of a weapon and the only thing i got convicted for was like a minor possession of weed and i got unsupervised diversion dude yeah yeah it was like a 6500 bail is what they said it at he fucking he got my ass dude um but but yeah clearly a threat to society yeah right but when i um i also spent another long stint of time in that jail because I remember one morning I was going to the gym after work and my lawyer had written a uh, appeal to release of evidence so I could get my gun back. And I called the, the, the jail and I was like, hey, I've got this, you know, formal stamped letter to go get my evidence, you know, whatever. Can I do that? And they were like, well, you're going to want to come do it today because the only sheriff's deputy that can do that is about to go and leave for two weeks and i was like i'm not going two more weeks without my fucking gun give me so, my gun yeah so i hit up my buddy who was also going to the gym with me and i was like hey you want to drive to all with me this morning it only take a minute i just got to get my gun out of their evidence locker took like four hours we were sitting in the lobby for four fucking hours and like the jailer was like yeah he's just on this call blah 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 blah, blah. i was a like, four hour yeah, phone call, a four a fucking four call. Phone call. and like i don't know i guess i understood i was like you're there's only two sheriff deputies in this town 
the entire town of Iowa, and he's one of them. So I was like, all right, like he showed up, busy. yeah, he showed up, and he was like, sorry, man. He was like, we had this call at the hospital, and it just took four fucking ever. And then he like he pulls out my gun. He's like, this look familiar? And I was like, hell yeah, it does. And I took it. He goes, yeah, still worked, brother. Yeah, I was I was baffled that I got my fucking gun back from being arrested. Must have been weird walking out of there with a gun. Yeah, it was like, odd. Okay, bye. Yeah, it was it was super odd. It's like it's so funny too because like when people get arrested from like my actual hometown, everyone shares their mugshot. Everyone Tulsa PD's got like a fucking uh, a NASA it's camera so to take to take photos of people's mugshot. It is the crispest quality you've ever seen, dude. You can see fucking pores on that thing, and everyone shares it. The, they're, they're they've got like a Nikon DSLR, yeah, dude, you know, yeah. thirty with a fucking light yeah. rings and everything. Um, but when I got I got arrested in a shitty small Kansas town, I not shitty. I always the good town. I will go say the lady that I met with. She didn't re- probably realize it was a joke and that I was making fun of it, but she was super nice. We talked a lot about nonprofit stuff. Very, very nice lady. Does a lot for that town. But the jail, when I got arrested, I went and looked up my mugshot when I got bailed out, and it was like toaster quality, dude. And <laughs> you're like, how am I going to promo with dude, this? That's what I'm saying. I was like, how the <laughs> fuck, dude? And it was like, it was terrible quality. And, uh, I was because they do it in like weekly basis. So like this week, this is all who got arrested. And it was like most people were like, oh, drunk driving, this, that and the other. And then my stack of charges on it and people like heart reacting it and like fucking being like, good job, officers, because I had like colored hair and I looked like a fucking criminal, dude, Uh, which I was. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, these motherfuckers. But I went back to the sheriff's department that um I went back to the sheriff's department that uh, arrested me. It's not yeah. there. It's I mean the 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 mugshot's not there. They must have like deleted them after they delete them after oh. a year. So uh, it's probably for the best. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Hard agree. I was like, sweet, awesome. I would like to know what shows up when they search my name up in a database, though, because like I I don't know if it because I was on diversion, so my charges got dropped. But I would imagine the arrest still shows up. So. Uh, like when I got pulled over that one time coming home from Nebraska three times in the same night for my headlight that went out mid drive. Uh, one of the cops that pulled that I, I was sitting in a squad car cause he was like, you want to come hang out in my squad car with me? And I was like, not, I was like, what? Not really. And he was like, no, this is standard. Are you arresting me? Yeah, that's what I did. Yeah, I was like, am I in trouble? He was like, no, this is standard practice. And I was like, fucking where? Because I have never I'm had like, a. I don't think you can just lie <laughs> to get me in the car, maybe? Yeah, I was like, I have never had a cop ask me to come sit in the passenger of their cruiser with him. Oh, you were in the cr- passenger Yeah, I was in the passenger seat, which is, oh, I mean, but it's also where I was sitting when I got arrested because I was he oh. he put the handcuffs on me and I was like, shotgun. He was like, you got it. Put me in the passenger seat. I was like, no <laughs> fucking way. He, he was like, yeah, I feel like, like can, I, can I hit the sirens? Yeah, dude, yeah, he was like, I feel like I should keep you close. And I was like, all right, I guess. But that cop was like talking to me about music. He was like, what do you guys do? Because I had my fucking mohawk charged up and everything. I was like, oh, you know, I helped DJ for this thing called Emo Night. So he started showing me his playlist and that we listened to the same music. And then everything was cool, fine, and groovy, man. And then right at the end, he was like, oh, do you mind if I take a look in your vehicle? And I was like, you know what? I was like, go ahead. Good luck. Because you've seen my car. It was my old car that was just like battle zone of shit everywhere. And I was like, you know what? Go right ahead. Good fucking luck. And he he gave up pretty soon after, <laughs> after after he was like is kratom illegal i was like 
All right, no. buddy. And we had to uh, we had to Google it. So he uh, yeah. Get fucking. Oh uh, uh, wow. Wait, the police don't know the laws they're enforcing. You That's, yeah, crazy, right? Well, that would be really concerning. Yeah, it would be quite concerning. Case. Part of me thinks. He seemed really young. He seemed like a, a like a like a rookie, like fresh on the oh. fucking beat. So I was like, "Got to get my arrest." So in. my 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 thing was like, one, I want to go ahead and assume he doesn't know what kratom is, so he didn't know if it was legal or not. It looks kind of like ground up weed, very finely ground up weed. So I kind of get it, but two, I would imagine if my record didn't show up when he put my name in the computer he probably asked to search my car because he has to he's like i'm a new cop so i gotta fucking get my searches in or something yeah exactly he's mm. like hell yeah i rifled through this filthy fucking, fucking pack car, and I didn't car dude anything yeah yeah, yeah yeah fuck yeah brother and then his fucking partner like showed up years the police took all of the drugs out of my house and all my paraphernalia and they took my gun and I never got in trouble, and they never gave me my gun back. What I said, really? What? The fuck? I, just, what? I, I never, never heard from them again. That's it. They were I like, told "All them, right, I got, thanks. See you." Got later. a lawyer the very next day, and, I, and they were like, they had said after they searched, like, "Hey, why don't you come by the station and uh, we can talk about things? You just clear things up." And nah. my lawyer was like, don't "Yeah, do what? That. No, dude." <laughs> <laughs> That's like, and he was like, uh, "Just go ahead and call them and tell them that uh, all the calls need to be referred to me henceforth." Nice. And I was like, "Okay, done, Perfect. cool." And then, then that was it. That was the end of it. That's like John Wayne and Gacy I, I, being like, "Hey, how about you come into my house? We'll talk about it and just clear this whole this whole me like, trying nah. to handcuff you mess up." What did nah. you? What happened? Yeah, you, you get raided. Uh, a person in my apartment. Um, this isn't in the news, so I think I can tell it. Okay. It doesn't have any names in it. Okay. Uh, they were on acid and they ran off my third story balcony. I had to call an ambulance, and then my roommate let the cops into my apartment, which I wasn't a huge fan of, but they were very helpful for all of it, so I won't condemn anything they did, because they were the only sober one in that building. Okay, fair. And uh, my other friend was absolutely fucking gone. He got taken to the hospital against his will without his shoes on. And uh, what a good time. If they, then the police were like, um, we want to search all your rooms. And they were like trying to convince one of my roommates to sign it when I'd come back in from a cigarette. And I was like, don't sign that. Yeah. And they were like mad as fuck. Fuck yeah, they like, were. Don't sign it. And I was like, I'm, and we went and had a roommate meeting about it. I was like, I'm going to make him get a warrant for it. I was like, yeah. I don't care how long it takes. It may get a warrant. See if you actually can. Yeah. They did get a warrant. I didn't oh, think they would. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> they. They uh, searched my room, my house very thoroughly. I didn't, so I had a lot of drugs. I had a ton of different drugs, but there were, many of them were, they were in like capsules or um, tabs or sugar cubes or weird, weird bags of powder. And I was like, this would be, take forever to test all this (laughs) And, um, you know, then, and they also took a scale and some baggies like this box that you know they took a shitload of pipes they actually had to write on the side of the list of the things they took out because they <laughs> took so much shit out of house. so as i was leaving and they they were searching our rooms um they uh the the cop lady was like i was like 
opening my drawers to get some clothes because I was going to go stay at my dad's because I was high on acid the whole time. <laughs> and and uh, I was I managed to convince them that I wasn't so that they wouldn't raid me or they wouldn't kick take me to the hospital. Yeah. And I, the whole time while I was tripping on two tabs, I was smuggling drugs out of my house in front of the police. Nice, dude. I was just getting less and less. I was like, anything they can't find, anything they can't find. I'm just nice. throwing them in the dumpster or whatever, putting them in my trunk. Um, but I... Uh, uh, was looking through my shit to get some clothes to go leave, and I open it in front of the cop, and my fucking handgun is there. And I was like, I did this. I put my hands up. I was like, I uh, I just need to get some socks. I just need to get some socks. And she's like, Yeah, go for it. And she's like, Do you want to take that? And I was like, I was, uh... I was just like, No, you know. I like, I mean, it's fine where it is. Yeah, I have guns everywhere else. I was like, You know, no, no, thank you. That, she asked me, and I was like, No, thank you. And then I left. And they took it, and I was like, "What the fuck?" What? Was yeah, that why about? didn't you just leave Plus, it there? They were searching my room, nice style, while I was there. I left. They trashed of it. Of course, after. yeah, of they course, they absolutely did. flipped it over, dude. It was. They were like halfway through the search by the time I left, and then they fucking trashed it. And I see that they took my gun, and I was like, so I talked to my lawyer about that. And he was like, oh, they're just punishing you. He's like, they're just, just to be annoying. Yeah. He's like, they don't have any, he's like, he's like, from what you told me, they don't have anything on this story. And and this was just a punishment. And he goes, call it the cost of business. And I was cost like, cost of business. Right, fucking that's, A. Yeah, I was that's like, fair. I was like, well, that sounds very gangster. So I'm going to go does, with that. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> the, cost, the cost, that is pretty, that's hard. That's better cost and, for all business right there. The cost and like of after uh, a year I was like, hey, man, do you think I could get my gun back? And he was like, do you want to call the police and remind them about this? And I was like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know what? You're right. Know. What gun and was he's like, the statute of limitations is like six years on this. Six and I was years. like, ah, Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so uh, I just never called him back, and they kept my gun, and they never called me. I mean, how long ago was it? Six years now. So, do you think you could call them and be like, do "I don't you guys want still to." Still have my? Gun? I bought that gun already. I bought another one. I already have All a right. replacement. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let me go pick it up, dude. I'll be like, "What's up? I'm here to pick up this gun." <laughs> Fucking goddamn. I I am interested to know if they have it. They probably do. You can't. I don't think so. I don't I think. think I don't think they would just throw ago. a gun away. They they weren't going to bring charges against me. They didn't have anything for anyone. And, you know, two of the people got wheeled out and had no recollection of the entire incident. So they, you know, no witnesses, no story, no nothing. They're like, fuck it. That is fair. And they probably stole the gun outright or just auctioned it off. You know, I was like, it was a nice gun. It's my 5906. It was was like all stainless. And that was like the 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 surplus was. Oh, yeah, I know. Because I I told him, I was like, he was like, did you are, are you selling drugs? I was like. I <laughs> perhaps drugs. <laughs> I've stole, and he's like, yeah, call it cost of business yeah. and just leave the whole thing alone. I was like, I love that. That's great advice. I wonder, and then after a year, I was like, give me my retainer back, bitch. They never called me. <laughs> I wonder if I wonder if if when she was like, would, you want to take that? If she would have like tried to arrest you if you did, were like, yeah, I, I'm going to take this. I don't know. She was being pretty nice, uh, and I I think about that moment all the time because I was just like. Like, what was it? It's very I was like, weird. I was like, I should have taken it, I guess, but I was like, I didn't want to be one, even just kind of holding a handgun while I was. Yeah, I said you're on drugs. 
and yeah. I was like, and I'm gonna like walk past the police with a gun in my hand, on, yeah, like, no, high on acid. I was absolutely. like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to touch that. You're, you're <laughs> correct in your your train of thinking. That's, yeah, that, I mean, that's a bad scenario, right? I was there, like, dude. I don't. Is this a trap? Yeah, I love, I, I, I love how much cops are like. Oh, banned. my friends, by the way, my friend is fine, by the way. Oh, good, good. They 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 had to wear a brace for a while because they cracked their vertebra, Damn. but it wasn't too bad. Nothing too serious. They're that's, fine. Could be a lot worse. Life. Yeah, be a lot worse. We're still friends. Everything's cool. It was all great. It's a good story. We all laugh about it. Yeah. Not really. It's very horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible it's, nightmare. It is. Uh, it's funny to me how much cops are like vampires. You're like, <laughs> they're like, you want to let you let me in? No, I'm not going. No. To. Dude, it's like when I got around. Dude, there there was this. So it was really funny because I didn't. It's funny you call them vampires because. They were like, you let me in. And at one point, I was like, can you guys just get out? I tried that. Like, <laughs> can you leave? I was like, I'm like, can you just go? I don't know. We don't need you at all. Like, you don't have a crime right now. I was like, can you just leave? And they were like, what the fuck? Yeah, no. Just- and so I was calling lawyers then and there. To, and I was like trying to get a hold of somebody. And I tell this one guy what's going on. And I was like, they said that if they got into the house, they're going to keep someone in the house at all times. So that they don't have to leave. I was like, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, that's legal. I'm like, this is like childhood yeah, playground dude, rules. What the fuck child, are you it is child. About? It's like a game. Of, it's like a rule, like a hide and seek rule, dude. The vampires are like, you can't uninvite yeah. me. I'm like, you can't, what? If I, really? If one, Damn. Like, <laughs> one player has to be in at all times yes. to keep a constant stream of players coming through. Because um, it's like there was this one guy there who was like, he had a radio and a suit on and like a badge, really and hanging. And I was like, whole, I was, I was high. Yeah, know? I was, I was like, like, oh shit. shit. And I was like, holy fuck, like what is this? Yeah. He's feds. Yeah, <laughs> that dude was a PR guy. Oh he really? In charge of, he was barely even a cop. He's he was just hanging out anything. over there, dude. Fuck it. When we found that out later we were all like what the fuck he scared the shit out of us i bet when one of those cops came came in they were like this is what happens when you do drugs shut up bitch and he looks just like my dad i was like i'm having a fucking (laughs) nightmare right now having a bad time this is crazy and stuff like that pisses me off too because it's like this is like it happens stuff like this can happen when you do drugs but it's not the norm it's like when i got arrested i was like I wasn't mad that because he his whole basis was like, oh, I smell marijuana in the car. I was like, no fucking way. It's like it was in my trunk, like in a bag, everything like that. Like no fucking way you did. And it was like less than an eighth. And I was like, he searched my car because he looked at me and was like, that is a criminal. And he was right. But like it pisses me off that he like profiled me as a criminal, even though he was technically correct. Uh, I mean, that's is the same thing with a cop. You're like, okay, yeah, it did happen. Yeah, it, drugs, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen all boomer. the time. Yeah, fucking this is weird. This is this is an urban legend. Yeah, get you know? that out of your. I've goddamn literally head. heard people do the like. I knew someone who fell off acid. This is a back to school like, special. The other person's like, that's a fucking myth. Yeah, and I was like, did dude, nah, it kind of. Yeah. It's not. That is it's that crazy. is back to school special shenanigans. Like you fucking yeah. like black and white. Did you hear Timmy? He smoked a jazz cigarette and jumped off a roof and fucking killed himself. Uh, yeah, but I love. I, I like the analogy now. The cops are fucking vampires, dude. Va- like, yeah, it's they- like it, it's like when I was living with my ex when I first moved here. She uh, there. I've told the story before, but the neighbor didn't like us smoking weed in the house because it went over to his duplex or whatever. Anyways, he calls the cops. Me, I go out because he knocked on the door, but I was wasn't wearing clothes, so I was like, oh, I got to put on clothes and go talk to this guy. 
So I put on clothes, walk out the door, walk right into the fucking police. And I have my gun. I'm like stoned as fuck. I have my gun on me too because the neighbor is holding it. (laughs) It was in a holster. And like, uh, he, uh, I, the neighbor was an old fucking CEO whose Facebook page was full of his tracings of Deadpool. He was obviously not like out of his mind, dude. His, his, His profile picture, his profile picture is him sweaty as fuck, shirtless. And he's like a bigger guy, like a plus size dude, sweaty as fuck, holding up a CD of ICP. Hell's Pit, and I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh my god! So is he like at a concert or something? No, he's. It's like it's he like was he's in someone's in apartment. Yeah, I love it. I whole, love and it. it's like it's like obviously taken in like the early two thousands or something of just yeah. him holding the CD up, and uh, and he was always just like a dickhead. So. Uh, I ran right into the cops, dude, and I had my gun on me, and like they're like walking up, and it's this lady in the sky cop, and as soon as they, I like open the door and walk out and close it, I look and I see him, and I'm like, oh, okay, because uh, my gun is visible, and the the guy cop is holding my arm while lady cops talk to the dude, and the guy cop's like, well, why don't we go inside and talk about it? And I was like, no, absolutely <laughs> fucking not. We're not going inside. Nah. And talk about it. He was like, oh, yeah. well, why not? I was like, one, I don't want you in my house. I was like, two, this is my girlfriend's house. I don't have permission to let you in and she comes outside and he's like well how about we go inside and talk about it to her and she's like fuck no you're not coming into my house what are you talking about dude why would we let you in here no yeah fuck and then, out as here. soon as they go in they start like looking around everywhere he, like, you know what i mean yeah, like, yeah. where's a crime i yeah, want a crime you need a crime fucking snooping for crime like scruff mcgruff the crime dog putting your nose to the <laughs> ground for fucking criminals dude for not, petty for petty pot dude. always dude. in lawrence fucking so kansas lame. dude it's so dumb so fucking dumb um how long is your story three pages almost exactly okay. it's not gonna be crazy long mine first though mine's two and a half so do you want me to tell mine first because it's not that long it's up to you if you if you want to go first by all means go ahead I want to go first. Okay, I like going first. Yeah, I don't know me why. too. That's why I keep trying to fucking con you out of it, dude. Oh, we didn't talk about the Last of Us. Did you watch the new episode? No, I not. I've been trying bastard. to. I was. We 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 got really into the Japan Sinks thing. Okay, it's really good. Fair. So, right. but yeah, I I realized that we had missed that episode. Oh. I watch it. I was actually going to watch it tonight. It so. is fucking brutal. It's phenomenal. It, oh, it's brutal. It is. Does it fucking... feel like? Is it? Is it a full hour? Yeah, it's a full hour. I think. Oh, I think it's a little. Sick. I think I it's a little over an hour. Forty four minutes. Well, I I think they're I think they're going in like a pattern. So like the first yeah, episode was I an hour so twenty. Too. Second episode was a little around an hour or less. Next episode was like an hour and twenty or over an hour. Next episode, hour ten, yeah, yeah, yeah. something like that. So it's brutal. It's like you get hit in the fucking gut with like bill and frank man and then this episode happens it is fucking gnarly it's i'm stoked it's terrifying i mean dude japan sinks was a lot of gut punches like, really there was a couple times i like i gasped i i couldn't predict right. it i couldn't believe it um uh, i'm gonna but, have to watch so it. so we've been like let's watch something funny now you yeah. know we don't want to watch the last of us at like midnight no, that's after fair that I get shit that. you know I, like i said uh, I've, I've been just fucking engulfed in peaky blinders because i've never seen it and like it I get, I get why. Are those hour episodes? Yeah, yeah. I get mm. why, and there's six seasons of them. Um, God, I get damn. why all the the alpha males like, uh, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking Fetishize? for? Fetishize, Idolize? about being yeah. idolized about being Thomas Shelby because he's just like this super fucking slick 
cool gangster, like, I'll kill you, motherfucker, I don't give a shit, just super dapper, super super lit. Um, but, yeah, it's been... Uh, I have you, have you watched it? Watch what? Peaky Blinders. Oh no! No, yeah, that's why you I should. Asked, I, I think I think you would. I think you would enjoy it. It's like a it's I, back in that time, I, dude. All those. I want guns. something like a show to, like that to watch. I am. I think gonna quit watching Silicon Valley. I'm yeah. not gonna finish it. I, 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 I like kind of hate it by now. Yeah. At this point, like, I mean, it's the same. I'm, it is the dude. same. I'm so episode. sick of the formula yeah. every time, and and like now season three at the end of season three it happens like again and orlick owns the company and now he's going to split out his shares and end up with 10 percent of the company again and i was like oh my god like i don't this is yeah. literally the same show over and yeah. over now uh-huh. like i'm I'm done with it, That's it fair. and it does it just stopped being funny because i couldn't root for anybody you know i didn't yeah, give a yeah. shit and also you just kind of already know what's gonna happen you're like oh yeah. it's the yeah. same episode just different people in different roles yeah um what, so i don't think so i'm gonna need a new hour drama dude, yeah peaky blinders one thing i really like about it because it's i think it's based in like 1919 or something like that and like they had just come came back from fighting in France and like they harp on like PTSD like a lot of the characters have PTSD. Um and it, called being a pussy, yeah, being a pussy brother, <laughs> fucking shell shocked my ass. It's called, uh, it's called rub some dirt in Yeah, it. fucking don't talk about it. But uh it's uh a lot of the characters have PTSD and like they talk about it too, and they're like, you know, like uh, not to spoil anything, but Thomas Thomas Shelby's like you know I lay in bed and I can hear uh, the shovels against the wall from digging the tunnels and like they're gonna break through and I hope then like they always break through before That's the awful. sun comes up and he has dude to, like, surviving World War One oh, the worst one to walk fuck away no, from dude, dude fuck no literally insane no, not not you survived but then there's no resources to help you with what you're fucking unheard of for another fucking damn near 100 years dude fuck yeah uh, truly so you just do what he does and smoke opium to go to sleep at night dog yeah, <laughs> and dude. Fucking tight. wait did they shoot guns at that game show yeah yeah i thought it was just you know i don't because okay so here's <laughs> here's my understanding of the show from the people who like it and the memes they share and the profile pictures yeah i thought it was like maybe even so much as a fight club but it was like about bare knuckle boxing no like fighting and you know what i mean Uh, i thought they just there's a lot of fighting and there's a lot of there's a lot of boxing but it's about like peaky blinders is like a gang and oh they they shoot guns they it's in england though they have guns in england yeah yeah i mean it's back in the day too so like thomas shelby carries a revolver with a bunch of fucking pussies brother and uh one thing i thought was really cool that i totally forgot this was a thing they have those like newspaper boy caps and they keep razor blades. The razor the, blades. Yeah, 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 I totally forgot about that too. So they'll get into a fight and just pull it out and fucking like slash people's faces open. It's super sick, dude. I think you would like it a lot. I, I I'll check it out. They got big ass Lewis guns as I'm well. I'm gonna start Severance first, and I'll, I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, but is that the I, one on HBO? Is that on HBO? I think so. That's what I don't. The, the Super Troopers guy, the captain from Super Troopers, right? I found. No, it. that's Succession. Sorry, never mind. Oh yeah, it is. No, this is Adam Scott. Um, you know Adam Scott. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, from, I love I love him a lot. So it's supposed to be like a cool space sci-fi thing, I think, or maybe just a sci-fi like Black Mirror thing. But I found it because I was I, I read that book Severance, which I finished. Yeah. Really good. 
And I was like, is there a TV show around this? Because it seemed like it would be. And I was like, oh, shit, there is. And it's not that story at all. It's totally unrelated. But then my buddy, out of the blue, that same day, texted me. He's like, I'm watching Severance right now. Best show ever. And I was really? like, holy shit. I was like, so I want to check that out. Well, let but me- then I'll watch Peaky Blinders. Let me know how it is so I can decide yeah. if I want to start watching it. But yeah, Peaky Blinders has six seasons and it's hour episodes every time. Is it over though? Is it done? I think it's done. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because I was like, I won't watch it if it keeps No, going I'm pretty right sure now. they're I, done. The only yeah. the only qualms I have with it is like the people who are like, there's a lot of, like, it's not, a, it's not like a musical, but there's like a lot of singing that takes place because it's olden times and the only thing to do is listen to some broad sing uh but the <laughs> the people in the show were like let's find the middest singers we can possibly fathom mm. and let them sing in the show uh like the, i think that's a good effect though because like think of how boring it is to be alive back that's then. true you have to listen and to ev- that everyone has to sing all the time and not everybody's good that's and it's like fuck. that's fair that is very fair um, but I am ready to start if yeah, you are. Yeah, go ahead. I'm ready. I'm going to go first. I'm covering Tony Tetro, a uh, famous art forger. Also, uh, sorry about all the Discord notifs that happened last episode. It was definitely so you. I, yeah, so I don't have anybody on Discord to I, pop in and out. So I need to. I need to figure out how to. I need to figure out how to mute Discord as a whole when we do this instead of just muting individual channels. Oh but yeah, my bad. Go on. Um. But yeah, my sources were LA Times, this town and country mag, an AMA that he did on Reddit, um, a New York Post, Washington Post, Spectator was this UK website that had really good uh, coverage of it. And of course, all of this was brought to you and made possible by 12foot.io. Hell yeah, baby. is stupid. Facts. Um, he does not fit our typical profile of a con man, which I think is honestly kind of nice, uh, but he is a fraud and that is behalf of the podcast, uh, this season. And I realized while I've been trying to find someone to cover that we've been covering con artists and I'm like, I should find frauds. Yeah. Like scams, like actually, yeah. Yeah. People pretending to be other people. And I've found this guy, no Netflix special yet. So, but I think he might get one. So you heard it here first. Yeah, you heard it here first, folks. Um, So he was born in Fulton, Fulton, New York in 1950, one of four children to a house painter. Had a fairly normal life. Um, For some reason, it's mentioned in so many articles that his one, his mom saw Amelia Earhart land once in her town. And two, her dad, his dad invented a way to paint water towers that was better okay and that was in so many articles the family so, you know, lineage I, baby maybe that's important to him um he was an altar boy in a parochial school and uh stayed out of trouble for the most part as far as i know uh yeah no, yeah he's altar boys yeah uh so he did have an incident where as a teen he had drew one of the nuns in a vargas girl pinup style but like wearing a habit yeah. you know and uh, which was discovered, and she slapped him with a fucking ruler because he could just do that at school yeah. and sent him to the priest. And in an interview later, he mentioned that the priest thought it was hilarious. <laughs> 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 He's like, damn, nice. this is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he marries his high school girlfriend at the age of 16, which, as we all know, is the surest start to a healthy, long marriage. Hell yeah, dude. And at age 17, probably coincidence, he became a father and, and at 19 moved with his wife to Southern California started working as a furniture salesman 
living the dream. Dude, the fucking dream as a furniture salesman. High school sweetheart, teen pregnancy, uh, get a job right out of high school, selling furniture. Dude's and then living, he got divorced. Dude's living the Nebraska furniture mart high life. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of miss Nebraska furniture. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. wild. <laughs> I like when I don't really like shopping, but like I'm in awe of that place, dude. It's there. yeah, it's baffling. It is it's like you just can't do this everywhere. It's you know? a modern marvel, to be honest with this you. This is a distinctly American experience. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, he gets divorced pretty much immediately. Uh, within a few years, never mentions a kid again in any of this. So I think he just. Out. I'm never talks about it. Nothing. I'm done. I really. I'm only realizing right now that nothing else I cover because you know this was early to my notes. Everything I read after, yeah, never a single mention of his child again. So I guess that's it. We don't have to worry about them. Fuck him. Um, within a few years, um, he just as a hobby, he started studying art by checking out books and going to museums, and he found that he would just really enjoy painting. Uh, never did any formal training or anything, couldn't afford it, uh, but he enjoyed the process, and he liked practicing by copying the masters because he thought it taught him a lot about the art, and um, it helped him understand why the artist made a specific choice. So his knowledge eventually expanded to the paper that they use and the canvas that it was on, and he learned how to replicate the crackler, which was the fine web of cracks that you see on old paintings, and... Um, he actually met this guy when he was going to a museum. I think it was in New York. I can't remember where it was, but he met a guy who was doing the same thing. He was just copying a painting and he was really old. He's like, and they'd been doing it forever. And that guy taught him a lot about how to do this stuff. Just, nice. You know, as two friends. Um, this also reminds me that I read this one book by the art called The Art Forger by Barbara Shapiro, which is about a robbery of the Isabella Gardner uh, Museum. It's a fiction but there's a lot of uh, discovery or discussion about art forging and robberies. It was really neat. And I, I learned like, a lot. I feel like you've talked about that on the podcast before. I vaguely remember I, you mentioning maybe. Yeah. I maybe talked about Isabella Gardner. Yeah. But yeah, the the book was really good. Um, if anyone wants to read it, and you can learn a lot about uh, how this stuff goes. So at 22 years of age, um, Tony Tetro reads a book called Fake by Cl- Clifford Irving, which is an old book about a Hungarian art forger that I'm not going to tell you the name of because I think I might cover him later. And he was really impressed with it. And as he's like reading and reading, he's like, I could do this. Yeah, I think uh, I I got something. (laughs) I think I can do this. So he's inspired. And he rips a page out of an antique book that he bought because it has old paper in it. Nice. He whips up his drawing from Modigliani, uh, which would have been a reference uh, drawing for a famous painting, and sold the drawing privately for 1600 bucks. Boom. And he's like, damn. That wasn't hard. That wasn't bad at all. Fucking good to go. He's like, they bought it. It went great. He was poor as hell, so $1,600 felt like a shitload of money. And What um, year was this? As a, this year would have been 1972. Okay. Yeah, somewhere around there, yeah. Um, as an old man, though, he does say uh, it was a terrible choice to pick for his first forgery because Modigliani was very famous, and it's oh. like, kind of a high-profile yeah. choice to have done. But it's since like he's a, having fun with his, it's like eleven oh, thousand dollars in today's money. So oh yeah, got paid. I mean, yeah, not chump change, huh? For some bullshit, you know. Yeah. He just conjured. Um, since he was having fun with his hobby, he started taking his paintings to art fairs and eventually expanding his art to portraits and replicating photographs. Nice. And there's this one dude going around 
and go around town checking out galleries and he'd be like hey where'd you get that art and they'd be like oh tony tetro and he and it kept happening to him and he's getting pissed off he was like this this guy's a fucking faker yeah. he's a mother crap and fake mother and he goes faker dude um and uh tetro was like it was the best advertisement i possibly could have gotten and people uh fucking start hitting him up and his hobby starts turning into a real business because nice. they're like I mean, shit, if this showed up here, yeah. you know, that's, that ain't bad. Uh, and it's the 80s now. Cocaine is used as a currency. God damn the demand, right. The demand for fancy art is skyrocketing. And most people didn't give a shit if it was original uh, no. at all. If, you, if you've ever seen American Psycho, it's kind of the whole point of the movie. Even, <laughs> yeah. dude, even now, I don't really give a shit if it's an original at all. I'm like, no. it's, dude, fucking, I don't give a shit. I'll, granted, I'll buy like prints and stuff from homies and everything and originals from them. But like any other art like that, I'm like, I don't fucking care as long as I have it up in my house. Um, That makes me think of the crown uh was it mbs prince uh the crown prince of saudi arabia right now has a 400 million dollar original da vinci on one of his mega yachts really and i, I was like you spend money Dude, weird yeah i don't <laughs> he's fucking it, it's on a weird guy <laughs> skimboarding with that thing he was like all right i'm half a billion dollars take it out to the ocean painting. yep you know and then he puts it in an ocean although yeah. a mega yacht of saudi arabia size is probably about you know, that's an a, aircraft that's a, that's carrier. That's a small know? country right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just can't imagine how expensive a boat has to, that's what really gets it for me. I was like, a boat has to be so expensive to put a painting like that in it, you know, just unimaginable wealth. Um, dude, oh my god, I, I just googled Saudi mega yacht. The Pangeos yacht is a premium super yacht that is touted to become the world's largest boat from Saudi Arabia, designed by the Italian firm. Dude, this thing is fucking what the fuck? Five billion dollars. Yeah, they, they have like ten story yachts. Yeah, this one is a hundred and forty meters long. God damn! It has a helicopter and it has boats on it. The, so this is because the boats too. Yeah, big. you need a boat on the boat, baby. Uh, this is like a, a proposed yacht that they're building, and it's dude, it's in the shape of a turtle. I saw. Like, yeah, yeah, that thing is insane. More money than sense. Yeah, and I know. God. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, big market for reproductions because people just want the art to look cool. And honestly, they want people to think that they have the real yeah, shit, but yeah. they don't want to pay for the real shit. Not everybody's got Saudi Arabia money or uh, what was that? Where's that one guy from that arms dealer that we talked about? I think he was Saudi Arabian, actually. Who was like, remember, I can't remember his story was, but he was at one point the richest man in the world. Oh, it was the Prince one that we were talking oh, about. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I thought um, would but, be a good story to cover? War uh, Dogs. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking one. about that the yeah. other day. I might, I might yeah. do that next. Um, so it was around this time uh, that he's getting big enough that he can start affording to travel to Europe. And he starts buying like original wooden stretchers, canvas specific to the artist's region, and his reputation as a copier becomes unparalleled. So personally, Tetra claims he's never marketed these paintings as anything other than a reproduction. And he actually had a business card that said, you know, Tony Tetra reproductions, right? Fucking on it. And the dealers who purchased his work said they were selling to people who couldn't afford originals. That is generally the story that he goes with. Okay. And his work was broad. He made copies of Norman Rockwell, Salvador Dali, and fucking Rembrandt, which shows you how good of a painter he is, because Rembrandt's considered like one of the best ever. I'm like, it's insane that yeah. he can pass that shit That's off. That's fucking wild. 
And he ends up doing fucking really well for himself with this. Um, he sells his art regularly, pieces, he does this, he gets up in the morning every fucking day, takes his shit, drinks his coffee, goes and paints like it's his day job. And he ends up owning a condo, a Countach, a couple Ferraris, including a 1958 Ferrari TR that he painstakingly recreated over six years and hundreds of thousands of dollars. Because there's only one, and he wanted his own, so he just, like, piece Damn. by piece put it together for six years. That's Dude a, loves repros. Yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking, hey, you found something he likes and was good at and fucking yeah. stuck with it. It's cool. Uh, and he traveled to Paris and Rome often, uh, you know, as much for leisure as for supplies. And he did all this while never seeming to have any consistent work schedule apparent to his neighbors. So many in the community, including the fucking police, assumed that he was a drug dealer uh, and he course. was frequently stopped and searched. And they never found drugs. Of How about course. that? How about Jesus. That? He, I mean, he, it's crazy. You just drive around in a Ferrari and you have money and they're like, drugs. drug dealer. Drugs. Drug dealer. And I'm also like, guys, dr- to the drug dealers who listen to our podcast. Don't buy a Ferrari. Yeah, don't buy a I fucking no Ferrari. No one would notice yeah. if you just had a normal car yeah, a normal and a bunch car, of money. That's what gets you is the flashy spending, man. You just got to lay True low. It is. Was that who was that Breaking Bad where the woman buys a like a Ferrari with some quiet silence money that they give her and then they kill her? No, Ozark. That was Ozark. Ozark. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that happens at Ozark. She she gets silence money, buys a fucking Countach or whatever. I mean, the same gets thing. The next day. Same thing happens in like Goodfellas. They hit that lick and then he dude shows yeah. up, his wife's got a new fur coat and a new like Cadillac and he's like, "Get that the fuck out of you here." Idiot. Dummy. Uh so this goes on for a while. I mean, he keeps his career for like about uh it's like 10-15 years just making money, living it up, having a good time, until 1988, when Hiro Yamagata, a famous Japanese artist, oh, and there was a picture. Dude, you gotta look his shit up. It's so good. All right, they're so bright, it's like warming to my eyes. He had this one picture. Yeah, here it is. I was gonna send it to you. It's yeah. so pretty. I, just, I don't know. The colors of that. Amazing. Ooh, yeah. It's like... Uh, I want it on my wall. I feel like it would make me less depressed. It reminds me of Lisa Frank. Yeah, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks, like a, it looks like a Lisa Frank fucking picture, but like... But, like, it's so vibrant. Better, I, I, I like that it's, a lot. Yeah. That'd be cool to but, look yeah. at on acid. Oh, I thought that it's too. Insane. <laughs> Um, Hiro Yamagata, a famous Japanese artist, was in a Beverly Hills Beverly Hills gallery and searching it, and he's like, "Hey, that painting that has my name on it, I did not do that. <laughs> that is not mine." <laughs> and uh, so that leads to some questions, leads to an investigation, and eventually they end up arresting Tony after searching his house Aww. and finding two hundred and fifty forgeries. Which I was like, Damn. I don't. You can't call every painting a yeah, forgery. Yeah, yeah. It's a forgery, maybe if he sold it, you know, but it's a painting, right? Yeah, now. it's a painting, but, nonetheless. But of course, the police were like, look at this art hall. Yeah. Like, whatever. Like cranking their hogs, dude. They got the real uh, criminal today. Yeah. This guy making beautiful art. <laughs> so they accuse him of working with an art dealer, Mark Sawicki, to defraud dealers by selling forgeries. The DA office at the time calls uh, Tony Tetro one of two major art forgers in the U.S. at 41 years old. The other art forger was actually dead at the time. So oh, I don't shit. know why he did it like that, but he like he had had a lot of his work that they were like mopping at uh, the time. Okay, so he was like pretty much the preeminent fucking like uh, art forger in the whole country. Damn. 
Yeah, he was legit. So, uh, oh, what was it? This, uh, it was from UPI. I can't remember. That was must have been one of the websites I went to. This quote I really liked. If he did, if he indeed did all these, ugh, if he indeed did all of these himself, it's an extraordinary perversion of talent, and his arrest is certainly welcome," said Connie Lowenthal, director of the New York American Foundation for Art Research. And I was like, perversion of talent? This man is yeah. amazing. What are you talking was, about, bro? I was like, well, you mean you just discovered a brilliant new artist uh, is what you're saying? Uh, yeah, I'm saying perversion of talent is like a surgeon using his skills as a surgeon to murder people. That's like yeah. Yeah, not creating yeah. great like, no, pieces of art. Beautiful work. Yeah. Um, and here's – so, okay, actually I'll get into it later. So he says he was just an emulator. Like this was Tony saying that he was an emulator selling copies, and he blames the dealers for the fraud, basically attesting that they commissioned the paintings from him under false pretense, and he claimed that he had no idea that Sawicki had been selling the pieces as authentic. Yeah. So he is charged with 67 counts of felony forgery and a conspiracy count, and he basically spends every fucking dollar he has defending his case – until he runs out of money Damn. and he then he gets a public defender assigned to him um at the end of all that the jury in his trial deliberated for 17 hours before it ended in a fucking mistrial oh the jury my un- god the jury was unable to decide if he'd specifically intended to commit fraud they were like i uh, you know it didn't seem clear yeah they actually did three ballots in the fucking uh, deliberations really? and they're like nah, just they couldn't fucking come to let a, the man fucking walk then dude like Oh, well, listen. Right. Uh, so, Sawicki, meanwhile, pled guilty in March of 1990, 1990 to three counts of grand theft, and he agreed to cooperate with authorities like a snitch. Oh. But also, I would do the same thing because I don't want to go to prison. Yeah, same. So, uh, I have no honor about Yeah, that no at honor all. at all. I will not be going to prison. I will uh, so, tell you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I will tattle so hard. You fucking it'll make your head spin. <laughs> I'll sell his birthday. I yeah. know everything. Every single thing. Which is um, funny because when uh, that arrested story about when the cops searched my car in the Kratom, he, uh, he was like, oh, is Kratom legal? And I was like, yes, it is. I was like, if it's not, I'll tell you every gas station within a 10-mile radius that sells it. <laughs> you can get a huge bus yeah. if you let me go. <laughs> um so he pleads guilty and cooperates with them he gets three years probation and a two years suspended prison sentence so actually wears a fucking wire on tetro and that is something i wouldn't agree to but simply because i'm too anxious yeah it'd be seating oh yeah i would be fucking sweating bullets like what yeah what'd you say like Like, pressing my chest yeah i'd like (laughs) could you speak closer to my chest please (laughs) i'm sorry my ears are kind of clogged today yeah yeah um but on the the audio was used in the trial, and on tape, Tetro says, and like there's not a lot of information about the tape, so I'm just kind of going off what I could find. But he says, "I did a Chagall," and so Wiki is like, "That's an artist." He's like, "Are you gonna do more?" And Tetro's like, "There's more in the works." That's it. And the DA was like, "Boom!" Got him. You know, I was like, "What?" what? <laughs> yeah, he didn't admit to shit. <laughs> no, and and in fact, the jury was like. I didn't think the phone call helped at all. Yeah. That was half the problem. Um, and that's why they go to read, uh, goes to mistrial. I didn't understand this, I guess, but um, the district just retries the case because justice can just choose to do that. And after they've ass pummeled this guy into, into bankruptcy and it goes nowhere, they're like, well, how about we just do that again? Which I, again, I'm like, is that real? Dude, do that? yeah, what? I don't know. 
Maybe if it's a mistrial, I guess you can run it. But double like, jeopardy mis- means nothing to me, I, dude. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, yeah. I like I. I you're just gonna that. you're just gonna make up laws to get around. It's like, things. how is this justice yeah. at all? Yeah. Like, because then they run it again. He has no money, and he just pleads out. He's like, fucking fine. Yeah. So he pleads no contest, which isn't the same as pleading guilty, but he pleads no contest to six counts of forgery, one count of conspiracy, and one count of attempted theft. He gets. 200 hours of community service and is ordered to paint a mural on a public building. And then he got a six month work release program and five years probation. The work release program was um, working with high school students making murals for a traffic safety program. I was like, they milked this yeah, motherfucker damn. for some murals. Yes, Two they pieces. did. Yeah. They were like, you're going to fucking paint on our goddamn buildings. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, Mr. Painting Man, huh? You want to do some painting now, huh? We got some paint, paint for you to do, wall. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, and um, he was also given a six-month jail sentence, but it was waived by the judge because the whole thing took four fucking years. And he was like, dude, you've been through enough. Yeah, and I was like, at least there's some goddamn mercy there. Yeah, and you're bankrupt, so like... Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, shit. Fucking God. Um, but, but also, man, those kid, high school students that work with him, they must have been like, oh my god. Dude, yeah, they so must have thought good. he was the yeah, yeah, they also must have thought must have thought he was the coolest fucking guy alive, dude. Yeah, yeah seriously. I would be like, I would be fucking I was gonna go to prison. Yeah, I would like, be enthralled if someone like that yeah. showed up to my art class. So that is a lot of the coverage up until recently. That that covers like what the story was contemporary contemporaneously at um and he is publishing a book now, I think. I think it's out now, or maybe just very recently. And so he's kind of been in the spotlight a little bit more. So he has kind of a more contemporary view on all that stuff now. Okay. So, um, but like in the interviews, this is like kind of what I've gathered from a lot of interviews and where he's at now. But like the fake book is what it was called, Fake by Irving, that I'd mentioned. He kind of talks about it like it was something he read and specifically planned to do but not recreate art, but sell forgeries. And he says if he had been an older man when he found the book, he wouldn't have even tried it. And I was like, I kind of feel like you're saying that you were selling forgeries yeah, on purpose yeah. in that story. And he also seemingly admits he knew some of his dealers were selling them as fakes. And it wasn't like clandestine secret spy movie shit. Like, they just called him up, he'd wake up in the morning, and and he'd just paint some fakes, and that was it. There you go. I was like, you know, I... I don't think they had a good case against him, but I also think he kind of yeah, did yeah, know. Yeah. But I don't think, if I were to guess, I don't think he knew Sawicki was doing it. Yeah. I think there were other people that he probably did, but this guy, I think he was just like, whatever. Yeah, I think and, at, at that point, like you got to at least kind of know that your clientele is reselling these as fucking... I think what would have been a good case, if he like didn't put the artist's signature, and then the person he sold it to put the artist signature and sold it as like a actual original. I like, yeah, I could see that. My, my thing is this guy got fucked in court. Uh, so did, he got fucked in court and he lost and they made him cooperate. So this dude's going to say fucking anything he can yeah, to get less. Yeah. And he lost. And then Tetro's first case goes to a mistrial. I was like, I don't, I think more of it was on Sawicki and he was just trying to throw Tetro. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, some really interesting tidbits. He said that Picasso was one of the hardest to forge because one, he used house paint, which was a lot less viscous and it was much harder to recreate the, 
um, spat, splatters yeah. that he did in, in patterns. And he also said that Picasso fans are notoriously good at spotting fakes. Like people would just see it and know right no away. Shit. Yeah, like I thought that was cool. I was like, wow, that Picasso is pretty cool. specifically. Yeah. And um he also said he stayed away from him because he's so famous. He's like, there's too many people who know about him. Yeah. He's like, it's they don't want to fuck with it too much. I mean, that's like I mean, that's you know, it's like fucking painting a Banksy and being like, Yeah, this is original. I made this or whatever. It's, yeah. You can't do it. So and that was his thing. So, and this is what I didn't understand at first. Um he wasn't forging paintings that exist that would be stupid yeah he he was looking and he was doing a lot of historical research to find stuff that would be plausible for the time so um like he had this one about rembrandt because rembrandt had this period of time where he was i think fucked on booze all the time and his shit was all messed up and there had been at the time 30 years ago disagreement if there had been a rem or a reference drawing for that painting and he's like, Oh sweet. There was, he makes one, you know what oh, I mean? Okay. He's like, he sees the, uh, the opportunity. He's like, okay, that will be what I make. And he makes a drawing for it. And now it has this really interesting history too, that the, like people have been looking for and it makes it more valuable. So he, yeah, he never forged any original paintings. He was making up paintings that would be appropriate for the artist at the time. That's pretty cool. Really, yeah, I was like, that's, yeah. wow, you had to know a lot of shit with yeah. no formal training. God this dude damn. did this himself. Right. Isn't it, that crazy? It, yeah, it just fucking, I mean, some people just got that talent. Like, Dude, I was like, this guy's a generational yeah. talent. Like, that is insane. That is fucking bananas. Um, in his Reddit AMA, he says there is no way anyone could pull off what he did now. Done. The period yeah. of time where you could do what he did is over. over. Like, radio spectrograph, spectrography. Uh, would make it impossible and he says now there's even full databases where they have like the sources of specific pigments like you Damn. can send in some scrape a little bit of lapis lazuli and they're like we found that in the hills of afghanistan jesus oh, christ shit. that's fucking crazy yeah. man i mean unfakeable yeah, shit now that's, you, you that's, have to be god tier that's pretty baller though oh yeah um and and until yamagata himself fucking found the painting no one had oh, ever yeah. spotted a fake except for one single instance a dealer was looking at uh, his Chagall repro that he did. And he's like, Chagall wouldn't use this kind of red. And uh, later as he got older and did more, he learned he was right. Chagall wouldn't have used that kind of red. Like that fucking yeah. dealer knew his shit. I was like, Oh my God, these people are crazy. Bro, art, so, yeah. Art like dealers and art fucking connoisseurs, man. Like the real, real balls of the wall ones. Uh, it's it's like, it always sounds like a scam. You know, like art being worth what it is, selling it, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like these people know real art shit. Like, with the shit. Um so uh after he got out, he went back to commissioning art for rich people, this time signing every work with his name as he is legally required to do. <laughs> 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 They're like, Okay, and who made this yeah. painting? <laughs> yes, you did. Um, and some of these paintings Okay, so I love this story. So he makes a bunch of different paintings. He does a Chagall, a Dolly, a Monet, and a Picasso. A Monet would be so easy. I feel like it would be so oh, yeah. easy. It's just splatter bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah, Monet did this one. They're like, yeah, okay. That makes sense. Um, and uh, he sold this, sold these paintings to a British billionaire named Gene Stunt. And this dude is a piece of shit. You ever want to read about a, just a piece of garbage? You need to read this guy's story. Really? It's hilarious. He spent like 
what was it? He said like they would he would regularly spend like five hundred grand a night at clubs. Jesus like, fucking Christ. Fuck off. Dude. Fuck you. Fuck off. You fucking opulent piece of shit. Yeah. And everywhere he went, he went in a convoy, but of like Countoshes and Lambos and shit. I was like, you fucking sack I like of dude, shit. I I don't understand. I just don't get it. Like I know there are people out in the world that will look at that and be like, Oh, I want like I need to, I, want I, that. I need that. I'm I want to I want to be friends with that guy. Blinder profile yeah, pictures. that is same people, same people. Uh yeah. like Dan Blazarian fans and stuff like that. So like, <laughs> yeah. Um and I'm just like I it just makes you look like an asshole. Like you look fucking arrogant. You look like a 12-year-old yeah. who thinks that they're cool, And, you know? and if I'm going to go on a convoy, I'm going to have like a tank with me for fun just to like fucking Oh, my convoy yeah. would be insane. Stacked, I would dude. be a, a real MRAP. I would be a uh, yeah. MRAP. My, my convoy is fun. My convoy is gonna look like the Mexican fucking Marines are going to do a giant <laughs> like, raid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Uh, so anyway, James Stunt's got these, and old Jimmy's trying to build himself an art collection that could be lent to museums, and he because he wants to seem like a really nice guy, yeah. and he lent seventeen paintings. Uh, four of which were from Tony to Prince Charles, the real Prince Charles, Damn. who did not know that they were fake, and he was stoked. He like because he thought that history was so interesting. Yeah. You know, he's like, "Whoa, wow, so neat!" And his his fucking our experts are like, "This is the story." Yeah. Like, Wrong, yeah. fuck, you know? <laughs> and uh, he, and so he hangs him up like publicly in a royal. Oh no shit. And then he has them insured for over a fucking 100 million pounds. He's like, look at this history that we didn't steal from another country. <laughs> <laughs> I bought this. Yeah, Not I bought so this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, of course, their wealth was stolen. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah by proxy, stolen. Yeah. So he gets them insured for 100 million pounds. And then Stunt... Is like, look, they're so legit that the prince has them hung up in his house, and he tries to get a loan against these paintings for 30 mil. He gets caught, arrested, sent to prison, and Prince Charles gets outed for buying shit-ass fake art that fucking no one else could figure out. And like, everybody was like, your art experts suck yeah. ass, yeah. my guy. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, bro. Uh, there, and he he had some other stunts that kind of like this. He had one time a hotel had commissioned him to forge three fake Warhols, and then they had one real Warhol, and they were like, if anybody can spot the real one, they win a like I don't know a, a trip or something, yeah, you yeah. know. And people were really pissed about it. They're like, why would you commission fakes? And I was like, because it's it's the I don't know yeah. whatever. It's also, cool. I mean, it's like a gimmick too. Like if you can spot like, the also, real one, of all the artists like andy warhol would be like yes yeah, yeah about it true. you know and you made copies of his paintings it's this whole shit he makes he makes copies of his painting true um let's see that was yep oh yeah and then oh his most recent chatter is about a book that he recently released called con slash artist which is actually how i found him because i was looking up con artists <laughs> i was like hey this guy is right up my alley um, and wapo did a cover of him too 
pretty recently, and I was like, uh, "We're gonna, they're gonna do a Netflix special. It's coming. I'm sure. Oh, I, yeah. I bet it's gonna be about the the Prince Charles shit too. We need because like, it gets in his house. That's I, we need we, one. We need to do a counter of every topic we covered that turns into a Netflix special. Yes, and two, absolutely, fucking Prince Charles, stupid ass, not be not being able to fucking spot a fake like that. Like, can you imagine the one thing rich people are supposed to be good at, which I is know. like, which is like fine art, and you being so fucking stupid that you and he's, he's 74 i was like yeah. were you alive yeah. like half the artist <laughs> like, <me>, picasso <laughs> uh but yeah that's uh that is the story of tony tetro honestly Damn. seems like a cool fucking yeah dude. seems like cool a fucking bus i'd hang out with generational him. talent building his you know doing something really interesting um and he ripped off rich people yeah exclusively no yeah. not rich people you know i was like yes yeah. perfect perfect a perfect crime Victimless. So uh, yes, yeah, story Tony. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so mine. Let me take a drink real quick. Mine is going in a slightly different direction. Um, I'm going to be covering Michael Mastromarino. Uh, I was thinking about covering that TV preacher guy that like ended up getting a like film crew to come in and record him doing like revivals and sermons and stuff and giving like insider tips on how they made their money and how much money they made. Uh, he basically pulled the curtain back on televangelists like gimmick, uh, and, and what they do. And it, and it seemed like really interesting. Uh, cause then the, cause it won like a, I think it won like a Sundance award or something like that. Uh, because he was like a beatnik and was like, oh, I'll go do sermons every now and then to make my money. And he was getting like bags of money, like fucking just bags of money. It was crazy. But I decided to cover this guy instead. So I can't find a lot about this dude's early life, like his childhood and where he grew up. No yeah. idea. Not a fucking clue. I think clue. we've covered every story that someone's life is well documented. Yeah, yeah, I like, think so too. I've noticed the same thing. I'm like, I, I, I even don't cover some because I'm like, I don't want to start this at 30 yeah, years right, old. Yeah, I right, yeah, right. Some background. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, like I said, all the fucking articles were just about his early career and the crime he committed. Um, I believe the article that I got most of this. Uh, Mastro Marino. The article I got most of this from was uh, NewYorkMag.com. Uh, they did a pretty fucking sick write-up on him. Uh, anyways, so old fucking Mikey boy was... He was like a pretty well-respected dentist. He had his own practice, his own employees. Uh, you know, all around regarded as, you know, pretty bitchin' dentist uh so so sometime at some point in his career uh he suffers like 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 tweaks his back or something they just said back pain but he has this back pain and for his back pain he starts taking demerol if you don't know demerol is a very uh, strong opioid prescribed uh to people with chronic pain um and this is kind of where shit starts going downhill in a sense so in may of 2000 it was around may of 2000 it's apparent that something is wrong with him uh his addiction to demerol had started to take a toll on his professional life his dental assistants um his dental assistants began noticing that he was always tired and seemed to be just off in his head uh and he was starting to make mistakes that he didn't usually make and also he was like sweating profusely whenever he would be like working on patients which is like 
not great, not cash money. Yeah. The last thing I and need also is, with your mouth yeah, wide say, open. The last thing I need is a man sweating in my mouth. No, I'm good. Dude, Thank that'd you. be an instant. Like yeah, I'm walking. I gotta out. go. I'm I gotta go. Done with this. So uh there's a story comes in dude, sweat and you're like sweat out of here dude. No, thank you, dog. Why, you, why are you so nervous? You just bro? run a 5k before you came to fill my cavity. Uh, no, thank you. Um so one of the dental <laughs> one of the dental assistant tells a story about how she, uh, she came into like the oral surgery room and uh Michael is like standing over the patient who was getting dental surgery and was like asleep. Uh was asleep and she like gently tapped him on his hand and he woke up and they performed the dental surgery, which I oh. would not feel comfortable with the dentist just fell asleep while before he like, operated. Hey man, do on you me. wanna wait? Yeah, we can do wait it tomorrow. a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So um another instance of like it just getting out of hand is there was one time when Michael stumbled out of the bathroom with his scrub pants around his ankles and fell to the ground. Yeah. He was just, yeah, he was fucking, he was not doing so hot, not doing great. Um, so eventually his addiction gets him to serious, some serious trouble when he fucks up a major operation on a patient, leaving her with a permanent facial, uh, partial facial paralysis. Uh, so this dude hires a really bitching lawyer and somehow manages to stay out of jail, even though when they found him, or when they arrested him, he had like a hypodermic needle and Demerol on him and, you know, whatever. Uh, he manages to stay out of jail, though, but ultimately he loses his dentist license. Also, I I wonder how much, like, dentists make a year. I was thinking about that. That's a I was lot. Thinking. I was like, they're an underrated profession. Like, I feel like people don't give dentists as... I fucking hate dentists. Fuck you if you're you know a dentist. That but also have like the highest suicide, suicide rate. rate. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy. Uh, just kidding. I don't hate dentists. I just hate going to the dentist. But it seems like such an underrated profession. Um, I, feel I like- mean, well, it's because in America, health insurance doesn't include your teeth, yeah. which are, Weird. as I understood, part of your yeah, body or uh, your eyes. So you, not everybody goes to the dentist all the time, you know. Yeah. Whoa, it says two hundred to four hundred k. God damn, dentist mate. Jesus. Yeah, but then like children cry when they yeah. see you. You know, your job is is brutal That's, and gross. Yeah, I would I imagine mean, you I, see I, some I, pretty gruesome shit. I mean, you know, probably less gruesome than even a doctor. But I'm just like, your whole job is to literally. Clean yeah. a lot of the time, you know, and that's gross. well. I mean, not even because the dental hygienist is yeah, the one that right. cleans, but you're, I bet, still yeah, he filling com- cavities we, and shit. We need the dentist to come in and poke every single one of my yeah, teeth individually with a sharp with my gums. Home. Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I bye. <laughs> See you later. Um. So eventually, he's like, "That was easy. Two hundred yeah. grand. <laughs> Fuck you. Get out of my office." Uh. So ultimately, he loses his dentist license, even though, but he stayed out of jail. So. This dude, after losing his license, he's got a wife, he's got two sons, babies at home, and he's like up Shit's Creek without a paddle, and he needs to find another profession to make some income. Luckily, our boy still had connections in the medical field. Uh, he had kicked his addiction, which, proud of you for that. Nice. You know, despite Hell whatever yeah. you did, you're proud of you for getting rid of that there addiction. He was ready to get back to work. So he, he hooks up with a company called Regeneration Technologies, Incorporated, or RTI for short. They basically harvest body tissue to make stuff like uh, Bioset Demineralized Bone Matrix and patented MD series threaded bone dowels, as well as osteophil uh, Regina Field injectable bone paste. Ew. Yeah. Gross. 
something what? about the expression injectable bone, bone paste. paste yeah it's rough horrible so Human bodies are disgusting ugh, fucking di- gross we're not I, supposed to be ah, bone made paste, of meat dude. i would much rather be made of robot pieces yes yeah, i don't want to be made of meat i did meat i tell so i tell everybody i was like as soon as we're allowed to get cybernetics i'm gonna be a robot. instantly yeah instantly, instantly chalking my body full of them I want cyber hair that I can just beep, boop, boop, and change grow my shit. It, yeah, I grow, change Burp, your hairstyle yeah. at a moment's notice. Uh, oh. So, um, old master Marino calls RTI up and he's like, "Listen, bitches, you harvest body parts to create medical stuff. I'm a former former oral surgeon. I can do it better than anyone you got on the ground right now. Fucking put me in, coach." So RTI, put me in, coach. Yeah. I want to cut up your body. Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, RTI is like, all right, sounds good. We believe you. And before long, Master Marino was going on harvesting runs and apparently bringing back more tissue that was better quality. Uh, and in the same year he's doing this, in 2002, what? he gets sanctioned again for practicing dentistry without a, with a suspended license. Uh, but, you know. What's well, he doing? I'm sorry. Like, is he just going it, back to the office? I don't know, to be honest. Uh, I read that. I I worded that wrong. I'm sorry. I hit my mic, too. Um, apparently, he's bringing back better quality tissue. And then it says, in 2002, the same year, this is the same year he was sanctioned for practicing dentistry without a, with a suspended license. He gets his tissue harvesting license and starts absolutely fucking killing it in the game. No pun intended. Because he worked with dead you bodies. Get a, to you harvest get a whole tissue. ass tissue harvesting license so his one of the reasons he was so good and like was very you know well i don't want to even say saw that the reason he was so good is because he starts working directly with funeral homes uh which set him apart from the rest like usually the body would go to funeral homes and there would be a bunch of other shit it would go somewhere else and then they would go harvest tissue he was like as soon as it gets to the funeral home let me know boom bada bing bada motherfucking boom so, uh, he started offering undertakers $1,000 a corpse, and by 2003, he had to hire a second harvester to help, uh, and was doing most of the work out of a funeral home called Daniel George and Son Funeral Home. So, basically, the procedure was that the funeral home would, call, would collect the body, uh, Master Marino would call Crusetta, who was the other employee, he, the harvester he hired, uh, Crusetta would go to the funeral home and do his business uh, and harvest this tissue and fucking, let me tell you, business was a booming. So the funeral home was getting body after body. Neighbors even went to, uh, so far to say that it wasn't unusual to see a body bag just lying on the sidewalk. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, which feels illegal. I'm, I, I was like, I don't think a body should be outside yeah. for even a second. You know, like you can move it inside. Feels but. illegal. And they also said they were tired of all the banging and clanking that went on in the funeral home at all hours. If I was like carrying the body in and I was like, I got a piece so bad, yeah. I would still bring it in. I wouldn't be yeah. like, I just, I'm going to put this down I, I and get go it, inside though. and I, leave a corpse on the sidewalk. I get it, man. Cause it's like, where's he going to go? He's not going anywhere. I'll fucking be right back, dude. I know, but it's a bit of a spectacle. Yeah, I know. yeah. I know. yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of attention. Yeah, um, something someone remembers yeah. <laughs> very distinctly. No, I did see a yeah, dead. That body was for sure a sidewalk. dead body on the yes. sidewalk. So they were, and and like I said, they the neighbors would comment and all, would comment all the banging and the clinking that went on at all hours in the funeral home because they were in there just sawing people's fucking legs off and harvesting the bone and replacing the legs with PVC pipe. Which, 
apparently a standard practice. It sounds yeah. not, but it is. So yeah, like, yeah. You know, but having, that's isn't isn't that like for display? Like, did the people well the who own these corpses know that the leg is being removed? We'll get there. So, okay. uh, like I said, Master so Master Marino was giving funeral homes undertakers a thousand dollars per body, where he would then turn around and get around ten to fifteen thousand per harvest. So he was fucking making fat money. Man, that's dude. good fat money. money. Might might Maybe. go into that profession, dog. Like you just got yeah. you got to deal with you got to deal with seeing dead bodies and shit all the time. Man, the Sun Jim um, gang could have just fucking I know, got into this yeah. legit. You know, um, <laughs> they would have made way more money. The the cruz the guy Crusetta he does he he talks in this NY Mag article and he, he's like, yeah, people find it super gruesome, but he's like, I find. I find a lot of it. I find it interesting. Like, you know, he tells the reporter, he's like, I know what you look like on the inside. I know what they look like on the inside. He was like, it's like art to me. Um, so, yeah. So as time went on, Crusetta started becoming a little suspicious about how legit their business actually was. So he said that he would get calls that a body was ready and he would come in and he would look at the paperwork, looked fine. And the paperwork would say that the person died of cardiac arrest. And when he would open the body up to begin his harvest, he would find like lesions on the bones and stuff like that, which was a telltale sign that the person actually died of cancer and was not fit to harvest. The funeral home would tell Crusetta, hey, just harvest it. Fucking don't worry about it. And eventually, Crusetta even went as far as to buy a phone that could take pictures so he could take pictures of the body because he would bring it up to Master Marino and would be like when he would bring it up and master marino would be like oh no it's you know just i don't it's not that big of a deal and then would show him the pictures and he'd be like oh yeah okay we can't harvest that but eventually as they put it the fire needed to be fed and everybody Ooh. was a log uh oh, so yeah God. that was a everybody was yeah, a log. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a quote from the new york mag article is really Ooh. i had to put it in there it was good <laughs> It's super grim. Yeah. So now there was two- said he had to buy a camera or a cell phone with a camera on it. Early two thousand. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm reading. It's funny you mentioned that. I'm reading now. Uh, Cell by Stephen King, which was about uh, everybody's cell phone. It's basically you. You've seen Kingsman, right? It's yeah. kind of the plot of Kingsman. Like, oh, really? Cell phones emit a thing that make everybody just start killing each other. Oh shit. Okay. And. But, you know, it happens to everybody. But it was in 2005. And because I was like, this is a stupid premise. It would kill everybody. And then I was like, oh, 2005. And he's like, you know, so the people that are killed the most are like adolescents and like 20 year olds. Yeah. So like it's mostly old people alive after. I'm like, oh, whoa, yeah. that's kind of cool. That is fucking I was like, wild. it's like a pandemic story that leaves only old oh. people. That's super rare. Yeah. Also- but that story could only exist at that time, too. Yeah, that's true. Now, now it mean kills million people. Yeah, yeah. everybody. <laughs> so there were two things that resulted in uh, old Mikey Boy's undoing. It was one was the death of Alistair Cook, uh, who was a very prominent British English American writer, uh, and the second what? was when George and Son. <laughs> yeah, I know. When George and Son Funeral Home, uh, which, like I said, was the funeral home they were operating out of, got sold to a new owner. So. When the funeral home was sold to a new owner, and and one of the biggest qualms with doing this type of work in a funeral home is it's not the sanitary conditions you're supposed to be harvesting tissue in. Um, so, 
they had created the secret room in the funeral home that they would be lifted up through a trap door with the body, and that's where they did all the harvesting. It had everything they needed to harvest from the corpse. What? So, uh, which uh, they're not supposed to, though, because it's not, it, it has all the stuff they need, but the funeral home is not the correct place oh, to harvest this. Uh, Why? And he's doing that because they had the space there or because it was faster? Both. Like, okay. And, okay. And the funeral uh, home. I was like, what? Yeah, and the funeral home didn't ask questions, and it was like they, they he was able to get a call that there was a body ready, go and harvest, get it back, and it, you, the the turnaround was insane because he could just keep. They probably doing loved it. that. Yeah, yeah. They probably yeah just got having that part done out uh-huh. of the way instantly. Yeah. So damn. Uh, when the funeral home got sold, the new owners decided to show the police uh, the super secret, well equipped room that was only accessed by a trap door. Uh, and they're like, this is a little weird. <laughs> they're like, dude, what the fuck is this? Yeah, what the, the, yeah. So uh, they show, they show the police that room. Like I said, you know, there was a short period of time that you had to harvest tissue. It had to be done in sanitary conditions, which the funeral home was not. Then there was Alistair Cook, who was like I said, a very prominent British American writer, who ended up on Mastro Marino's table and was harvested for tissue. Uh, this wouldn't have been an issue had Cook's next of kin known that, or had Cook's next of kin written off that he could be harvested from. Uh, so okay. police begin getting involved, and the Brooklyn DA opens a case on Master Marino, and when they start looking into it, it turns out that all of the documents had been forged. Like, out of 1,077 cadavers they harvested, harvested from, they... Had only they had forged the documentation and a waiver of consent for all of them except one, which is fucking <laughs> wild. Dude. What was that guy? Yeah, I don't know. What That's what the- I, yeah, I have no clue. Uh, They're like, wait, so they were forging the permission slips, basically? Yeah. And then, what? That one guy was just like there. He's I, like, you can chop this up. Yeah, if you I want. guess. And they're like, dude, I don't oh know. my they god, really? That's amazing. yeah. <laughs> they didn't go into like too much detail, but they had forged all of them except that one so they were basically illegally harvested body parts are in people now in tissue yeah and so um so can't take them back there was there was can't take them back not take (laughs) yeah there was also some really shady business practices going on besides that like the only time they taught and one of the reasons they got away with it for so long is because they targeted low-income neighborhoods like harlem the bronx new york like philly stuff like that people who are like it's the tales all this time with serial killers you know you attack uh the g- gay people people of color sex workers and no one's gonna ask questions yep. um yep. so it was just a fucking shady ordeal all around so these people's corpses were being mutilated for money and the families of the deceased had not given consent Pretty fucking Would scummy. Not even to mention that they're harvesting bad parts. Right? Oh, yeah, they're harvesting see, okay. bad yeah. parts that aren't supposed to be harvested. Um, what were you Did saying? The, would the families get money normally in that situation? I don't think so. I don't know to be Is honest. It, I it's crazy that because it's not like it's not like being an organ donor. It's like it's yeah. something completely different. Um, so huh. I don't know, maybe the, maybe the families would get paid off or like get paid for something of that nature, but they didn't specify. Cause it seems honestly kind of wrong not to pay, not them. to pay them. Yeah. That's what I was Cause the people too. who harvest them, make the money. And then the people who need them buy them. Yeah. But I'm like, what about the people 
yeah that were you yeah. know in charge of that body yeah that's true i i would imagine they do so with uh that prominent writer getting you know he got cremated afterwards and then his next of kin was given the ashes only to realize that she wasn't given all of him because they had stolen a bunch of his body parts so yeah she was pissed off but um she gets the ashes it's kind of yeah. light yeah a little light a little light let me, <laughs> let me look out my scale starts like parceling out the ashes <laughs> So when it all came out, uh, there was obviously a huge scare. Uh, stock and tissue harvesting companies plummeted, um, fucking down the shitter. I it mean, was, yeah. It was all people were fucking talking about on screen sheets. People who had recently gotten transplants were terrified that they had been given compromised oh. body parts, uh, which is a valid. Well, because uh, don't they? I mean, <sighs> so so is it not tested before it gets put in out the body? of uh i will yeah give me a second i'll talk about that so in october okay. of 2005 uh michael's company biomedical tissue services gets fucking shut down by the fda obviously and in fe- february of 2006 42 year old michael as well as crusetta and one other employee were charged with a slew of crimes and finally in um uh june 27 2008 Michael was sentenced to the uh, sentenced by the Supreme Court in Brooklyn to serve between eighteen and fifty four years in prison. And, yeah, that's fucking hefty. And Ooh. in July of two thousand thirteen, he dies of bone cancer in prison at forty nine. <laughs> How fitting! That's so yeah, ironic. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he's like, I could have used a trans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with uh, there was only one case I saw that went to the courts about someone getting a compromised body part. And the reasoning for that was, and I think if they settled out of the court, I don't know. I don't, I could didn't, uh, I don't think she had a good case for it. It was one of the things. Or, I mean, or, I mean, or she had a decent enough case and the other guy was like, All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. But fine. one of the reasons yeah. that it wasn't that big of an issue is because like you said, the companies that Michael was giving these tissues to had their own safety net, basically their protocol that they would check uh-huh. the the tissue that was given to them and pass or fail it and not use it or use it. Uh, so even though he was harvesting bad parts, they still weren't getting past um, those fail safes. Okay, well that's good. Yeah, I mean, very yeah. Good. So they but so they just wasted their money on bad yeah yeah basically material. bad corpse material. But yeah. So, but uh, the other people got in trouble for this too. So, Crusetta, I don't know who the third employee was, but Crusetta did get in trouble for it as well. He, I don't think he got a like a, a a harsh sentence because he was in the New York Mag article, but I it didn't specify if they were. I'm pretty sure he was out at the time because uh, it didn't say they were interviewing in prison. But I'm pretty he got in trouble, but he's he's already released, and Michael died. Damn, that is gruesome. Bummer, dude. What a yeah. weird guy. Dude, what a great. weird yeah. guy. Like to go to that jump, you know? Yeah, from like dentistry. He's to, like, well, I don't know. I could chop up bodies. Like, really? That's yeah, man. And like, that's your in pivot? the ar- in the article, they talk about like what they would do. Like, there were some like they were there were some uh, rumors about like surgical gloves being sewn into the bodies on accident and Crusetta was like adamant he was like I never did that I was always very careful with the bodies I treated them with respect but it's crazy like how they would you know they cut open the back and take the spine out and stuff like that and stuff tissues in it and then flip it over and then uh because 
I forgot what it was. It was like someone, the a crucial part of the business was right ne- across the street from the funeral home. So the neighbors would be seeing like these dudes wheeling out bodies on gurneys. Oh, and, like, my yeah, God. dude. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about a fucking terrible place to live. You're like, I've got to move. That'd be so hard here. to sell that place. Oh, yeah, you know? dude. Because you're like, there's a dead body on dead the Dead body regularly, you're like, yeah. You're like, there's not usually one. <laughs> you got to sell it. Time. You got to sell it as a feature. Like, you'll never have to work. You'll never, you will, you will, due to exposure therapy, you will come to terms with your own morality with how many dead bodies. Mortality, you're gonna see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mortality, <laughs> yeah, not morality. With how many dead bodies you're going to see here. <laughs> Um, uh, you too will and when you die they'll get you put away yeah real quick right here <laughs> fucking farm to table corpses oh <laughs> uh, that is yeah. gruesome very sad gruesome. Very i'm glad he got his though you oh know, yeah he got his fucking he went to prison for a really long time yeah and i wanted to hear there. some of his charges because i feel like they'd be like I did through some prison I, charges. I didn't like or medieval charges. I'll have to I'll have to like dig a little further to see if I can find what his exact charges are because the article I read didn't really give him if I if I remember correctly. I'll go back through to make sure. Um, but uh, if I when I find him out, I'll, I'll I'll tell you when next time we record. But I could imagine. I mean, I can imagine it was like forgery and like desecration of a corpse or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering. Like, but also, I don't know. I thought there'd be some really, yeah, like mutilation would be in there or something. You know what I mean? I'll see if I can find an actual list of the charges and uh, read them off. Damn, it says episode. he made four point six million. Yeah, he made a this. lot of money. How long did this go on? Uh, I'm trying to think. He got arrested. In what was it? 2002 was when he got his license suspended. So, to 2008 is when he was sentenced by the Supreme Court. So um, he, uh, he got oh, shut investigation, down in 2005. Yeah. Wow, man, he cleared a yeah, bunch he made of a cash. lot of money real quick. Dude, that's a body a day. That's a body every day. That's Holy fucking insane, shit. dude. That guy was on his grind. Dude, you gotta hand him. You gotta give him that. We're in the wrong fucking, business. I mean, no. Not for my skills. Yeah. <laughs> my skills don't involve chopping up a body. Yeah. I went to a museum full of chopped up bodies, and it made me dizzy. Really? Like, oh, it, it was that place was super gruesome. Dude, we I just we just started hardly be in. We it. started tissue harvesting business, and but I mean, if I got to chop up a body, whatever, I don't give a fuck. But we you know, right. we hire other people to go do it, and I'll um, be the numbers guy. Yeah, be the numbers. <laughs> yeah, be the numbers guy. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna faint oh god um but yeah we will uh i mean you got anything else you want to add no follow us on follow us on podbean yeah if you could. i i just that i don't be good i don't follow us on podbean i don't advertise podbean because nobody fucking uses it look listen to us on spotify but just go to podbean real quick click follow, first, follow. and then fuck off listen to apple music and spotify like yeah. everybody else does and give it, go give the instagram a follow at snack specs podcast yeah. you can write us mail you can it's send blowing us up. yeah you can send us mail there um and you can also email us at snackspecsmail at gmail.com we will see you guys next time next week be safe be kind to others be kind to yourself uh, I don't mean to rush this outro, but I got to piss, and I'm about to piss right. my pants. <laughs> All right, I'll see you guys later. Bye. <laughs>